This week in league, we actually care about Paul Gowan's feelings. Couldn't say that about any other cunt from Tool Nation. The Dragons' preparations for the 2015 Wooden Spoon hit top gear. The West Tigers 20s looks set to take out the coveted Most Intercepts Conceded Award in 2015. And we get ready to celebrate our own Mad Monday for the 2014 season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 177 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay, feedback. With the feedback and the mailbag this week, we have to keep in mind that we tragically missed last week's episode. Well, so some of the we're tweets... We're doing so, this episode a week later. Yeah, we're doing this, yeah, yeah, so we, we're, we're doing this episode a week later. Things. So, you know, a lot of the feedback's about last episode, which was now like two weeks ago. <laughs> so, yeah. Or, you know, a little bit less than that because of the, it was a Friday night, Saturday midnight release. But anyway, just listen and don't fucking whinge. Yeah, so I mean, do you, want, do you want to tell the inspiring tale of how you overcame fucking HIV, AIDS, and Ebola at the same time? Well, well I haven't overcome it, Nathan. That's, <laughs> that's part well, of the sad you're, story you're, that I'm yet to fill you in on. You're still a carrier, like, you know, much like uh, Magic Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you're just not, not manifesting the symptoms at the moment. <laughs> I, um, I had a fuck me, I had a week from hell last week. It was bullshit. And, uh, it, it, that uh, Tuesday or Wednesday when we were sort of contemplating whether we could do the show, that wasn't even the worst day for Friday at all. Yeah, because I don't think we even contemplated on Tuesday. You're like, you know, can we do it tomorrow night? Because yeah, I'm fucked and like, no yeah, cool. Then on Wednesday you were like, nah, nah, we're gonna do it. I'm like, nah, man, if you're fucked, you're fucked. <laughs> and then, yeah, Thursday I was to to put it into context on Tuesday, Monday, sorry, I had to drive to Toowoomba in the morning, and. I got about two thirds of the way there, and I didn't think I was going to make it. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to have to pull over and have a sleep here. Yeah. And it was nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's just, I just had this pure fucking exhaustion, and then, <laughs> excuse me, cough and you know, like flu-like sort of symptoms. By the time Friday rolled around, I slept sixteen out of twenty-four hours. That's some good sleep. And then Saturday, I felt remarkably better. Remarkably more human, mm, if you can put it that way. There you go. And now look at you. Fuck thanks picture, for everyone's concern. Picture, picture of health. No, I'm really not, but I'm here. Yeah, and I put I it look out, fantastic. Don't get me wrong. And I put it out there telling people that you were sick and fucking you know there wouldn't be show this week. And you're texting me going, you know, you're the fucking worst cunt ever born, <laughs> or something like that. And I'm like, yes, hang on a minute. It's the worst human alive. It worked. It, it, it worked. Telling people I had AIDS. And Ebola. And Ebola. Yeah. Oh, it's so far-fetched that people knew that, you know. Yeah, they, people they, were like, no way yeah. and, 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 Ebola. And people were like, but oh, hey, Glenn. We could, we could be. <laughs> people were like, oh, the Glenn, poor Glenn. And I go, see? Look at that. The fucking outpouring of, you know, you got at least six tweets caring yeah. about whether you lived or died. Yeah. From your Ebola aids. One of those was perm. Like, oh, yeah, perm. Yeah. That's just passive-aggressive shit. Perm wants to fucking want you to fucking. He says that he's like, per, oh, I hope you, you feel better, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's envelopes with white powder showing up. Perm wants to fucking roll from, his. You know, perm wants to fucking roll his, set his tight curls around your penis. Be <laughs> <laughs> fairly constricting. Those they, curls are pretty tight, and I don't yeah, have a big they, knob. They'd be super tight, fucking curls. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, so is that but, his finishing move? Just constrict people's penises in their hair until they like pass out. Well, until, until they finish, in or... his hair until they pass out. 
that it's <laughs> odd, but I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, now, now you're saying he's like a pro wrestler. I mean, like supervillains don't necessarily have a like nemesis. Don't don't necessarily have like a, a finishing move per se. True, but you know, if we had a fight to the death with, you know, like those Mexican style yeah. wrestling masters. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't work he's because he's got to cut out of the top yeah. of his hair. Yeah. Mine wouldn't need... He's got to be the, he's be the gringo. Well, just not, wear, not wearing the mask because otherwise, you know, the perms, you know, it's out, it's out of play. I mean, it's a disadvantage for him. Oh, we've, we've thought about this way too much. <laughs> yeah, like in real time as we speak about it right now. Well, I mean, you obviously had this whole Lucha Libre thing and you got, you know, so what you do in your spare time, I don't know. I mean, what, you know, whatever gets you, whatever gets you there quicker, Glenn. Well, sometimes Honestly. I like to put a little wrestling mask on my penis. Yeah. You call it Nacho. Look, at the end of the day, my penis does a lot of fake stuff too, so a little it's like only Ray- fitting that I should dress it up as a wrestler. A little like Rey Mysterio. <laughs> now, uh, we got, got a tweet for the other day, and this, is, uh, this one actually is quite recent from uh, Stuart Marler. That's Stuart Marler. <laughs> Latest member of Tour Nation, born on Friday. Sorry, G, Leo was on the shortlist, but missed out to Aiden. Congratulations, sir. He did say that uh, Leo was Leo was a possi- possibility. Yeah, um, and I commended him for it. Now, the wife listened to the show and absolutely blacklisted that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a, one of the guys through work or through our parent company just had a, a baby boy and called him Leo. So uh, it's catching on. This thing's catching on. A trendsetter. Not really, but uh, I mean, it's a fucking fantastic name. There was the uh, at the end of the year, the 2014-15 most popular names. The most popular boys' name of the year. <laughs> well, it should be, but I doubt that that's going to happen. That's funny. Yeah, it's, uh, I've got a friend who's, who has four, three, four kids, three kids. Each of them, based on their age, their name would be the most popular boy or girl name that year. Crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah. Fucking sheep. Be original. <laughs> be original. Don't be a shark out there fucking biting everyone's shit. All right. Special K online. Finished up the Twillies. The best part was Chapo being called a virgin. 10 out of 10. Well, it's, I'll speak the truth. I've not listened back to the episode, like, other than, oh, other, than other than editing it. And, like, that was really, like, that wasn't the whole thing. That was just... And most of that you can't remember because you drank all my bourbons. Yeah, I... I well, not all of them. Because, like, when we finished up the show, you pretty much went to bed. And, um, That's exactly what happened. And I had we finished. You hit stop. I took my headphones off and went to bed. Yeah, and I, I on the other hand had a uh, at least one open beer on the table, and I think there were some bourbons on the table as well. And I basically edited the show and just polished off everything else that was left, and then went to bed after that. An hour later. That's a disgraceful, disgraceful <laughs> effort. I was fucking there. I mean, I'm proud the, of you. If the live if the live stream thing hadn't run out, I still would have been fucking killing the call people cunts at <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Um, yeah, but they shut the chat room off when you when you uh, hit stop, unfortunately. Um, the Real Jedi, he said, why not live stream the episode every week? Well. Well, look, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not vehemently opposed to that, but I mean, it certainly couldn't be a drunken one. <laughs> and, and my response to him was... It could be a drunken one, but fuck, by the end of the season, we'd be homeless. Oh, and, yeah. And it, it'd be hard to because, yeah, do a live stream then. This year took it out, took it out of me, and it wasn't like I guess the show that took it out of me, but it was all the drinking and uh, and the late night. But um, I saw, my response was, look, fucking, we would love to do it because it'd be it'd be fun and it'd be hilarious. However, it's very in jokey to the people who are happen happen to be on there live at the time in the chat room listening live. Uh, and so I'm not sure how it translates for people who listen after the fact. 
and mm. if it's as good or if it's worse, maybe people can give us some feedback there. But yeah, some I, people said that it, you know they still enjoyed it. But yeah, yeah, I, I wonder because I mean we kind of it, it is good to have that instant response. Like uh, you know you seen the chat things come through. Yeah, I get it. a lot out of it, and yeah, you know people seem to enjoy Chapo yeah. being called a virgin. Yeah, I mean, apparently there was an epic spray. You, you sprayed him like that was that was one of, one, of the, one of the one of the things that people took out of it was you know the way you sprayed Chapo. And I, I look, I can't remember I, fucking I anything. I feel bad that I not that I sprayed <laughs> Chapo because he deserves every fucking word of it, but because he's a virgin. But I, I can't fucking remember a single word of it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to listen back to the episode. I'm kind of scared too. Like, <laughs> look, it's, I it's guess okay. people would have told us if you know. You know, I've, now I feel bad because I've called him a virgin. It's okay to be a virgin. It's okay. There's nothing. No, it's it's, not, there's it's, anything wrong with if it. If you look like Chapo, it's expected. Oh, I mean, this is the thing with Chapo. We've met him now. He can't. There's no uh, knocking it. The, 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 problem, the problem with Chapo isn't the way he looks. The problem with Chapo is that fucking, you know, wispy, you know, for, for, me, for, me, for me, three-day moustache thing that he, <laughs> that he tries to for get me, away. Just eight hours. But <laughs> he's just, um, he's a very unfortunate-looking human. And... Um, if you went through the encyclopedia, completely undesirable to any sex. If there was, if there was, if there was an encyclopedia of like sex offenders, where it was like a like a high school yearbook of sex offenders, mm. every one of them would have that moustache that James Chapman has on his face. That's the, that, and the fact he's a Bulldogs fan. I mean, you know, yeah, science sealed delivered. He went on to say that the real Jedi that is went on to say um, a thought. Continue doing the show live, but make the chat room password protected and passwords for members only. I like it. So that's cool too. But can you do that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the once again, the only the only issue with it is just I just I, I don't want the show to get too in jokey. So like it only really. <laughs> Are you I, fucking kidding? Well, no. How many I mean, times you go? What's that mean? But what I mean live. Name? But I mean, but I mean live in like so so people are like we we're saying all this stuff based on the live stuff that's coming through at the time. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so and like for example. And someone will get will get to it, but you know, like someone like you know Ben Zed going absolutely fucking crazy in the chat room, and we we can't we can't say what he's saying, yeah, <laughs> you know, and people are like yeah, so that kind of thing. But you know, we're happy for to talk feedback, and later on in the show, I'll reveal some of the feedback things that people sent through, just uh, some some basic statistics and things like that that we got. Um, up hop, wank of essence. Josh Shannon, he's got cousin. Listening to the Twillies. <laughs> That's a nice touch. I like that. <laughs> Listening to the Twillies at pissing myself laughing already. Filthy, I missed it live. We got a lot of that. Oh, fuck, I slept through it. Oh, fuck, that was tonight. I mean, we, you know, come on, motherfuckers, you were given fair warning. Let's be real. Yeah. I was uh, having sex. My name's James Chapman. Sorry, that's a lie. Hammers. Need, needed a coach killer award for the Twillies. Would have been a dead heat between Mup23 and Robbie Farah. So yeah, he's, he's, ta- he's tagged him in on Twitter too. This is a problem with Hammers. He's a cunt. Well, this is this is. I think that's a, a valid suggestion, and I'd be happy to put the coach killer award in there. The only problem is, you get years like this year that are special. Warriors coach gets killed. Yeah, fucking Price gets killed. Like, this coach is getting killed left, right, and center. Cardi, you know, you lose a quarter of your coaches. It's a coaching apocalypse out there. Not every season is that. Well, I mean, what happens in the case of a season where is there a season where a coach, one coach doesn't lose their job? It's, well, well, it's possible. Make it a pretty shit award then, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, maybe we get Ricky asshole next year, but I don't know. You need, but if if there, what happens in the event where there's no coach killed that season? Who does um, it go to? It's tough. See, it is. It is very. Maybe we maybe, maybe we do we it if there is a coach. Fucking award then, Nathan. Yeah. Well, maybe we do it. Maybe if there are multiple coaches, because you, you know, like 
we run this shit. Yeah, we maybe can, if there are multiple coaches, maybe if there's like three coaches get the asshole next year, we'll throw it in there. All right, I'll leave that up to you. And otherwise, remember. otherwise it can yeah yeah like, yeah, like I'm gonna fucking remember it. Hammers can remind us like uh, around the grand final time when we're thinking Twillies. <laughs> Woody Solo, I lost to the Twill version of Christopher Reeve. Last song I do for you, ungrateful mongrels. <laughs> He's got hash pity vote. Well, I just think that it was fairly presumptuous that you could write a pretty fucking ordinary song. Let's face it, and and expect to take out possibly the most coveted award within the rugby league community. And oh. uh, I see. Look, is that guy the fucking sham wear of self self absorbed or what? You know, I, I heard. I heard. Hunter is a worthy winner, and and he should be respected as such. I heard, I heard that the 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 counting crows went on the record to say that they wish they'd written that song instead of Mr. Jones. Well, I'd like to That's what I the, heard. I'd like to go on the record, Nathan, <laughs> and say that you are a cockhead. Uh, Aki D, I did not vote for myself as Player of the Year because we did have that one example where someone said fucking Dennis Valente was Player of the Year. <laughs> he player did, of the Year? Yeah, yeah, Player of the Year. And he said he did not vote for himself as Player of the Year, proof that at least one Twill listener has good taste. Wow. wonder who it was. Was it Timmy McIntyre? Would it be his brother? Surely not. Of no, all the people, no, absolutely it would no, no. He's, be most unlikely. He's the, first, he's the first one I rule out, frankly. Maybe um, maybe it might be my mate, Big Andy, who uh, always seems to ask me about the exotic uh, Dennis Valente. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't see him that often, but when we do, we talk about the podcast. Maybe, um, <laughs> maybe he's got a thing for exotic named men. Maybe he wants to capture him and put him down in the basement and uh, get him to rub the lotion on the skin. Now I feel dirty that you've just spoken about that in front of me. Do you not know that reference? Really? Is it the song? Well, no, no, but what's the song about? Where'd the song come from? The song was like a parody song based on something. Yes, yes it was. The occurrence is in the movie The Silence of the Lambs. Have you seen that movie? No, it's too scary for me, I can't watch it. Ding. <laughs> Referential retard for your last episode of the season. Well done. <laughs> Same as every other episode of the season, but you know, it's like a... It's hey, like, I watched Never Ending Story for the first time. Yeah, what did you think about it? Well, before you get it, I'll, t- I'll tell you my thoughts. I, I remember my younger brother, well, he's two years younger than me, and my stepbrother, about the same well, age as my brother. two years in age, they 15 loved it. years in intellect. They, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a fucking dumb man. He's well, not very intelligent yeah. and very unattractive. Motherfucker works, in, like you. motherfucker works in security. I mean, like, he doesn't have, <laughs> how, how smart he have to be. Yeah, as far as renter cops go, he's, I mean, he's not yeah, that bright. He's actually fingering people at the airport. And, <laughs> <laughs> and now, and, now he, and, and if there's one aspect of his job he does well, and, you know, and now he beats up drunken cunts at, at, at the mines. I mean, you know, how, how, how tough... How, how, you know, you don't have to... You know, there's no rocket surgery taking place. In, in his spare time, he shoots fish in barrels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, they... Like, when that came out, you know, they, they, he's, he's a couple of years younger. At the time when it came out, probably like on DVD or whatever, my stepbrother and, and, and Dill, they loved it. Like, they... they it was, but for me... I was just like, this is this is shit. I'm not the least bit interested in it. I haven't revisited it as an adult. I mean, um, so I'm not sure, but I don't know how I'd like it now. I remember at the time, though, at the time it came out, though, I thought this is this is you know shit house. Really? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. That's what the whole fucking story I just told you was about. I didn't I didn't, I didn't rate it. However, you know, a couple of years younger, my brother and stepbrother, they loved it. 
hit them right in the sweet spot at that age. Maybe I was too old when I saw it the first time. Maybe, maybe now revisiting it. Maybe revisiting it with a child later. Well, Jackson enjoyed it, except yeah. for the bit where the horse died. Spoilers, yeah. 30 years later. Yeah. Um, didn't enjoy that. I remember that Shed stupid fucking kids. flying dog. It was a dragon, a luck dragon. Yeah, but it's a fucking dog, though. It's got a dog head. Why, yeah, why that, give it a dog head? It's because, a fucking dragon. Because shit, shit effects, that's why. It was 30 years ago. <laughs> so it's fucking Star Wars. defending this fucking Star Wars was 30 fucking seven years ago. What? 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 <laughs> In the butt. <laughs> and here we are. So, yeah, again. You, so, so you personally, or you were just like, yeah, it was all right. Or like Jackson loved it. So you were like, yeah. Okay. Oh, look, it was, it, was, it was nice to actually see it and check it off a list. So if someone yeah. made a reference, I could say that I've seen the movie. I just don't remember anything about it, which is Flying where dog. we are today. Flying dog, horse died, a tray, you, blah, the end. What, how many more references can there be? <laughs> no, you've, you've summed it up. The song, the song by Lamal. <laughs> Let's move on. I'm sorry, me, I brought you want, it up. Do you want to give me a couple of bars of that? No, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> you know what a good kids movie is? Oh. Fucking Wreck It Ralph. That is a fantastic movie. That movie. I've seen that also. Is perfect fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, especially like, yeah for because it, it, it had Street Fighter. It's got, it's got Street Fighter characters. <laughs> You're a fucking nerd. You're the nerdiest fucking nerd that ever nerded. Just, a, just, a, it's just a, a very well realised world with the way they can bust between the games, and you know, it's, it's just, it's just very well thought out. I thought, and um, yeah, very. The voice acting was great. You know, just very good, very well cast. Just a good, good kids movie. I quite like Pixar level, but like it's fucking up there for a non Pixar one. Can, can we can get past it? Come on. Uh, Andy underscore Seegs can we reveal exactly what the fuck Ben Zed was saying last night that you couldn't repeat no Andy Seegs we cannot no. because there's nothing I remember from that night but I remember that <laughs> and well not specifically in terms of words but I can remember what it was about and what the fucking gist of it was I remember the vibe <laughs> do you remember the vibe yeah absolutely <laughs> that's funny it's the same fucking vibe that Ben always heads for it's his default <laughs> but he was like it was like it was extra fucking like he was never like loose for one second when we were down there no well, he did, <laughs> did have his missus hanging off his arm for the whole fucking time yeah that's true and I don't too. think she would have stood for that for one second <laughs> <laughs> um, Chapo the creator I am going to go for the first back to back Gronk of the Year titles Tough ask. Mm. Hasn't been achieved before. Shame we didn't give out, you know, an award for the biggest virgin in your yeah, nation. Well, my spray, spray him at the Twillies next year and give it back to back virgin of the year. <laughs> 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 Might even be a new award. No, and we just go four four options. Chapo the creator, Chapo the creator, Chapo the creator. <laughs> and then there's like an other box. Well, maybe part of the award <laughs> is that we, we pay for his first one when we go down there. And then he walks out forlornly saying, no one would take my money. <laughs> <laughs> and the Ben Zed type team said I loved the This Week in League Awards congrats rightful Gronk Chapo the creator and superfan Shana86 hash Brooks sucks schlong so this is the sort of shit I'm talking I want to like Ben I really want to like yeah, him you know, you know, you know because you can't be all bad you can't jag a woman like that and be a complete cunt but he does a really good impression of a real cunt he's just a, he's just a Twitter he's, he's just a Twitter, Twitter cunt really? much like all of us <laughs> Hey, speak for yourself. I'm a man of the people now. 
the king of the west. Remember that? King of the west. Remember when you and Chapo used to love each other and you were, <laughs> king of, you were the king of the west? Now look I'm at I'm still you. the king of the west. You come a long way. I'm still the king of the west. You've cast him out of your kingdom. You got the fucking crown and then you pissed him off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a ruthless king. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the final word of the year as far as Twitter feedback goes, at mysaguna 85 <laughs> Hey, fellas, can you give a shout-out for fellow Twill listeners who don't know I've made it over to the other side? This was the, this was a little while ago. This uh, this tweet was not long after the Twillies, so about a week ago, maybe a touch longer. So he's he's adapted to Twitter most excellently. Look. I've never seen a more seamless fucking he's, integration. There's not as much hate towards him as I expected because now they're not this is it now people you know they get friendly with someone and they're like oh they're not they're not the what fucking about Doyle? yeah Doyle's like oh wait when, when Saguna's not on him? Twitter he's like yeah I'm fucking in. he's like oh this cunt's you know, telling fucking lies and right. <laughs> now he's quite as a fucking church mouse now, now he's like oh I didn't you know I didn't realise oh, oh my sideways hat's covering actually, my mouth no one can hear me you're actually a good bloke yeah maybe you know don't, don't fucking give me the Orlando Bloom Superman punch in the restaurant I mean that shit <laughs> Yeah. I'll sing baby, baby, baby to you, Saguna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that reference. Jeez. The other reference was a such reference, but I mean, you re- you do realise there was a party or something, and Bieber was there, and Orlando Bloom was there, and Bieber was, had been taunting Orlando Bloom, saying that he fucked Miranda Kerr, and so Orlando Bloom basically jumped over a table and smashed him, gave him one. Right. Yeah. Legolas fucking slid down the trunk of an elephant. Bam. Fuck you. Right in the NW magazine. <laughs> this is like on the internet, that, man. Oh, it is NW internet. magazine. Um, one thing I'll say about Saguna is I never realised, like, he's a little baby-faced assassin. The photo that he had, when he looks like half a retard with his shirt on, he's fucking got his arm, fingers pointing everywhere. And... You're very harsh on, very harsh on your fucking, on your number one fan. Well, I mean, I mean that's to... a, you know. Like, Saguna wouldn't do anything to you. Look at you, you're kicking him. That's an almost a 3,000 way tie for that title. Really. There's a lot of people looking for the love. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, not but, so much. Most people are like fucking poking their heads up to get fucking punched. <laughs> the, oh, oh, but, yeah, I'm just... Hitting themselves in the back with a switch fu- guard. Glenn, this is the thing. Tease me, like, Glenn, tease me. dumb himself down? Is he feel like he had to dumb himself down to go on Twitter? Which I find that pretty insulting. You know, on Facebook, he's got this profile pic with him and his missus. He looks, you know, quite distinguished. I think no, that he's he actually as making much as a retard. He looks like in his Twitter. I, I think he's making a, a. I think he's basically knuckling down. He's got himself his own fucking strength and conditioning coach for the off season, mm. and I think he's looking to start start the next season off in fine form and perhaps take a run at Gronk. Wow! I think he's just trying to put the fucking hard yards in early, get a good off season in. By and, the time uh, fucking Doyle and Chapo have had him take a lie detector test, I don't know if he'll have the time. Yeah, I think that's going to be a recurring theme of the Gronk battles next year. I think that he's got to, he's got, I, I would dare say he is going to be the uh, the number one threat to Chapo repeat. What a showdown. The liar versus the virgin. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Facebook. It's like the lion, the witch in the wardrobe. It's the lion, the sideways hat and the virgin. <laughs> Lion Bieber and Deer. Mad Boyle on Facebook said, having been a listener and let's you know, not forget, one time contributor to the show since the opening season, I've got to say this may have been the best year yet. Twill Nation bring out the best in you guys. Special mentions to Ben Zed, Shunter, and the best parody Bulldog slash Man U fan account and Gronk of the Year Chapo. 
Looking forward to season six. Enjoy the off-season, fellas. High praise. High praise indeed. And uh, yeah, we had one more episode to go, but you know, thank you, sir. Now, Saguna on Facebook. Saguna. And this is actually after we joined I've Twitter. I've just given him a massive spray <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I love your name. <laughs> hey, fellas. Fellow, hey, fellas. Fellow brothers of Tool Nation. As I sit here at work all alone crying to myself, I write my last Facebook feed for the year. Wow, what a year it's been. Each year the show's getting better and better and more people are finding out this brilliant number one podcast in the world. I speak on behalf of Tool Nation, except for Chapo when I say this. <laughs> We thank you both for another great year of absolute great year, great great league knowledge and cuntness at its best. It'll be hard for the next four months knowing my phone will not be receiving an update knowing your new weekly episode is ready for downloading. You guys have helped us all through good times and tough, and as others have said, two hours listening to you can take away a bit of the pain. They say laughter is the best medicine, and guys, and guys do, do certainly do that for us every week. After joining Twitter the other day, thanks to Andy underscore Siegs, Something I thought I'd never do. I've gotten to know some of the listeners, and uh, and all I can say is that you guys are all a bunch of top blokes, except for Chapo. I'm looking forward to getting to know you all during the off season and meeting you all at the next meetup, except for Chapo. <laughs> Arthur, I, love, you, I love the theme. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. He's the he's the threat for Chapo. It's got to be these two on. After seeing you guys go to bat for Shannon when the media put him up against the wall, it shows that Twill Nation is more like a close-knit family. If a war started tomorrow, the only army I would join is this one right here, knowing that we all have each other's backs and we would go down fighting, piss drunk. Our last words would probably involve the word cunt multiple times. And for myself, getting to put a pew-pew-pew into Chapo's leg by friendly fire would be worth the price of admission. But everyone, have a great off-season. Bring on 2015 at MySaguna85. Special mentions to Glenn for the Twitter name. Well, I mean... I, I was actually the one that suggested you shouldn't. Your name should be something because he was like, "What was his name like?" Initially, it was something. It was, it was something not as good. And I said, "It's got to be my Saguna man," like yeah. you know. And he's, got, he's put eighty-five after it because obviously there's another eighty-four my Sagunas out there. But <laughs> how we how do we to fucking how we to fucking know that there's so many of them? Well, they can breed these Sagunas, rivaling the Michai. Jesus, but yeah, special mention to Glenn for the Twitter name. Um, look. That's that's a fair rap. Yeah. I like it. I like every part of it except for Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> the way he waves those in like so, yeah, every twenty every twenty seconds without fail, except for Chapo. Very well done, very well done. But was it I must admit the whole thing with, with Shanto, um and I'm a big fan of Shunters and and unashamedly so, but um that was a big eye opener for me. You yeah. know, like people fucking piled in, man. Yeah. And it was like, we give each other shit. It's like, you know, your, your circle of best mates, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, us you, as well. Like, you and I give each other some fucking horrible, like, some of the stuff we say to each other on the phone <laughs> and via text message <laughs> and email and stuff. Our text messages are the best fucking things ever. Dead set. Those like, hateful fucking <laughs> like, it's These people clearly hate each other. <laughs> and we can literally say whatever the fuck we want. Yep. But when someone else steps in, you know, yeah. we're always the first ones to step up and... Yeah, exactly. We can say, you know, and, and, you know, the listeners of the show, we can say anything <coughs> that we like to each other. Mm. But if some outside entity fucking steps in, like <laughs> a, whether it be like an Andos 20 or Fox Sports themselves... Yeah, exactly. Look out, cunts. I love it. And that's probably the thing, you know, the, this is season, and I've said it to a few people, this season almost didn't happen. You mm. know, we... we you know, yep. you had to talk me down from the ledge a few times before this season even started and, and I was ready to pull the pin. And um, 
it's it's it still had that same grind through the middle of the year, which is always hard through winter. And you the problem the problem is it's when the tigers fucking drop off the boil. Well, they would a the tigers had a shit season. B the middle of winter grind coincides with having a newborn. Yeah, which sucked ass. Yeah. Um, but the shunter thing was a big eye opener. Um, the meetup. Yeah. Was just fucking fantastic. Even the the small Brisbane one we had, you yep. know, it was good to get the guys there and yep. have a chat and a few drinks and. For Birdo's reference, fucking, I didn't pay for a drink there either. I think he might be onto something. Jeez. Um, fucking harsh. Yeah. Fucking doesn't he am me, that bloke. If he had any fucking credibility at all, I'd be offended. Um, but, you know, and things like, you know, like Saguna puts there, it's, it's, it's fucking, I don't know, it makes me very, even more proud. I'm always proud of it because we do put a lot of time and effort and, and you know, punch things out. And take time away from our families to to make this happen, but you know it's it's fuck it's been a good year, you know. I yep. I think anyway. Yep. The I memberships think, as yeah, well, you know, yeah. like people piled on. Yeah. Yeah, shirts, memberships, and, and yep. every even small things like retweets and yep. shares on Facebook and stuff yep. like it gets it gets bigger every year. But this year has been like a massive leap. Yeah, I agree. I mean, every year there's something leaps forward, mm. like whether it's like, you know, a massive jump in the Twitter following or something, or like, you know, we've got like the iTunes feature thing, like stuff happens. But this year, I think it was like, it was because it was like all like real people, like, you know, community stuff. And yeah. we got to actually know, you know, more about the people and behind it. You know, like whenever another news entity uses a word like revelation or something, and everyone's people like, like fucking was... pile in like, oh, you guys are just copying it. Like yeah. we invented the yeah, word yeah. revelation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I love it. And I mean, like in I some cases, I can't take credit for that. But. No, but in some cases, well, I mean, they're right. I mean, they they're, they're flat out using some fucking nickname that you know we pioneered and you know pro- probably invented. And if it's not us, a listener has said it, you know, tweeted it to us or something, and it's become part of the folklore of the show. I mean, whether it's us personally or it's the show and the community around it, it's come from us. And you think, you know, it's funny to see that thing, that sort of thing happen. News and I very good week in news uh, for me personally. Um, Seagulls. I was a little bit, a little bit nervous initially, but uh, I don't have the story about the pens in front of me. But I mean, you know, basically, from what I understand, Quantum, who had uh, you know a portion of the shares in the uh, Manly Seagulls Club, they. Uh, well, Phil Sidney has been a very big supporter of Manly over the years, and I thank him for his uh, his, uh, his work and his money that he's piled in. Because I mean, before they actually owned a piece of the club, you know, they you know they piled in sponsorship money and stuff as well. So I mean, done a lot. But I believe that Quantum might have been under some you know share price pressure. So as a result, the board it was like a board decision in Quantum side of things. You know, hey, you know, here's some fucking free money that you know we can free up. So uh, they they put it together, and uh, the pens. Very happy to fucking take the take the opportunity to rid uh, one of their nemesis from the from the mix, and uh, thereby you know for about six million they got the rest you know a lot of the rest of the shares uh, going around for the club, and so now they own ninety percent, which is pretty. I think Max I think Max originally got the club for about seven maybe if that. Mm. So I mean now only like a, a fraction of it was worth you know well not a fraction but you know a chunk of it was worth six. So it's adding up. The value of the club, but now they now they control about 
well, I think all all bar one, maybe two votes on the on the seven man board, which means they can't be outvoted four three like they have been on some contentious issues through the last couple of years, which has been the alleged boardroom fucking office problems. I mean, uh, when it comes down to it, it wasn't like there were a lot of problems. It was just the guys that put the most money in were getting outvoted on some things, and they cracked the shits through their conduit to the media, Zorba, and you know destabilized blah blah blah. Anyway, that's happened. I was Let's a bit not nervous. pretend that there's not a fucking boardroom in the fucking country that doesn't have similar issues. Yeah, and I mean it's not issues. It's yeah. the, it's a fucking it's it's why they have seven votes and not it's an even number. It's the very nature of a yeah. fucking democracy, really. Yeah, you know, you're never going to have fucking seven people going. Yeah, yeah, that's let's yeah. all think the same. Oh, and <laughs> and you know what? I mean, I'm sure that you know eighty percent of the decisions were fucking just rubber stamped. Everyone goes, "Yep, we agree." But it's the ones that they don't agree in and they crack the shits because they feel that they, they were the majority owners even then. But they didn't have the majority of the, the, the spots on the board, so they uh, you know, would be outvoted. So now they've well and truly got the the control. They said that there's you know, they've got some exciting initiatives and things like that that they want to bring through. Now they uh, wanna have wanted to you know, got fucking mega bucks. They wanted to tip mega bucks into the club, but they weren't prepared to while they didn't have control over, you know, it, you know what was going to happen with it. So now they have control and the things started moving and uh, I was a little bit nervous initially, but um, today they uh, had a press conference and they announced several things and I think it was a very, very fucking, very uh, decisive and uh, positive moves for the club. The first of which, Watmo, gone, released the yields. And with uh, some of the money that they save from that, they're bringing in uh, the long-rumoured Willie Mason, Felidi Mateo, and uh, Cecilia Vave join the club next year, um, and uh, that will cover you know the losses potentially of uh, Stuart King and Watmo. Also, one of the ones that I really liked seeing Jamie Lyon. They've extended his contract through to the end of 2016. Obviously, realizing that you know if they lose Watmo, they need to you know I guess fill the hole as far as like experience and leadership and that sort of thing, and so keeping someone who doesn't subscribe to any 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 you know you know within the players or whatever uh, who's across everything. Jamie Lyon has obviously been a stellar performer for the club ever since he signed with us. He's there for an extra year, which is good. Takes him through for the next two seasons, and then uh, they got uh, Joe Kelly will become the club's new CEO from November 24. Although they hope to get him earlier, uh, he was the CFO of South Sydney for the last eight years, I believe, and um, before that he spent five years at uh, Chelsea. In EPL. Pretty good pedigree. Proper fucking sports administrator, mm. basically. Um, I don't know anything about the guy personally, but I reached out to, to my people today to see what, you know, if they knew anything about him or anything I need to know. And all of them said, like, my boss said this and, you know, and, and people that I know, you know, that know about these things, they all rave about the guy. So mm. good science, good shit. Um now, uh, Tuvi's quote was, uh, I'm disappointed to lose a quality player such as Anthony Watmo. He's been an integral integral part of the success here at Manly for many years. Uh, Willie Mason has uh, debuted in 2000, 271 NRL appearances. So he's only on a one-year deal. But, uh, you know, if you think Willie Mason, he could almost crack fucking 300 NRL games. He's not, he's and not... he, he had some issues with injury too. You know, he could be fucking right up there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he's yeah, had he's, he's had some knees and and he's had and he's you know and he's had his, his issues just in you know being on the outs and yeah. you know various places, but he's uh 
I mean, that, his stint at the Newcastle Knights was great, especially like you well, know, the resurrect- last... I mean, he. I think he he really turned the corner with his stint at North Queensland. That was his best. Though. That was probably his best year of football, I think. And like a pinch hitter, like one year stint like that. If he can replicate that sort of thing with us, then I'll be very think, very happy. Fuck! If you're trying to extract every last second out of your career, doing what he did at Newcastle under Bennett, yeah. And if he can, and then coming to a culture like Manly, yeah. Like it's like okay. I'm not going to be able to get the same out of myself if Bennett's not there. Yeah. So I can I can go, but the culture at Manly will keep dragging me through. I think it's as shrewd a move for Mason as it is for Manly. I think. So. I you mean, know. well, let's face it. You know, Mason. He wants. You know, everyone wants to know the opportunity to win premierships. And yeah. I mean, you know, who better? And well, uh, the West Tigers. But you know. <laughs> anyway, let's be. We'll get to the West Tigers signing soon. <laughs> Uh, Mason's quote was he said I've done pre-seasons at other clubs but I really want to show Jeff Tuvi and the coaching staff that I'm ready to rip in from the get-go so uh, Felini Mateo has what agreed about to how uh, Mason got the number of clubs he's played for wrong yeah, well, I mean, was that like a slight on the Cowboys or, or Newcastle oh, I, don't know. I don't know if it's the Roosters maybe I don't know who the slight the dogs I don't know I don't know who the slight if it was a purposeful slight this is my third club yeah. like I've just forgotten about the Roosters and the dogs or yeah because I, I, I mean my feeling is that he had a great period there at the Cowboys and I think he had a great time at the at mm. the Knights as well so I just wonder if he was just being a smart ass like you wouldn't put it past him yeah. he's a bit of a character so and I think a guy like that would be great in the club too, especially you know, bring the guys together again. You need that, you know, like a larrikin sort of character like that. So, uh, and obviously he hit like legend status just recently with that video where they mic'd him up for the game against the Dragons, where he was just, you know, hilarious. And how fucking correct he was about the Dragons too, with the shit he was saying about their forwards. We'll get to that though. <laughs> but, but just <laughs> before you go yeah. on, he's a sort of guy like he's very like he's he's good with the banter and all the rest of it, but. When it's time to get your head on for a game yeah. or, or around the club, yeah. he's the sort of guy that will speak his mind. Yeah. You know, so some of this Gen X, Gen Y bullshit that goes on in the in the change room, yeah. he can, he's experienced enough and he's got the right sort of temperament to, to fucking, put the right thing out you there. You know, to yeah. really not really give a fuck what anyone thinks and say what needs to be said. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Um, Mateo. He has 183 appearances for the Eels and Warriors. He's uh, signed up a two-year deal and is uh, keen to bring his family back to his home city. And um, the Warriors general manager of football, Dean Bell, said that Felitti and his wife, Michelle, have lots of family in Sydney, and that was a big factor in his plans. So, Mateo, I think he's the one that's the... He's the real wild card kind of gamble guy that they've, that they've signed. I mean, at his best... He could, he's more than capable of taking the, the, the Glenn Stewart load there on the fringe, you know, the offload, keeping the ball going out to that back line, much like Stewart did, you know, when he was his when he used to play rugby league, like I, last year. <laughs> I don't know that it's a shrewd move, as shrewd a move from Mateo. It's it's pretty pretty crafty for Manly, but I think Mateo probably just taken what deal. Yeah, I think. Get, yeah. I don't think he has a great reputation across the league. No, no. Main, mainly Manly are backing Donny and, and Tues to. Get the best um, out of him. Well, fuck. And like we turn Parramatta players, a hell of a lot of reserve grade. We turn extra Parramatta players into fucking. We turn them into internationals. David Wolfman Williams, Tony Williams. I mean, if his name was Williams, I'd be fucking. I'd almost. <laughs> I'd almost be crowning him as a revelation of the 2015 NRL season. <laughs> such as our success with the fucking Williamses of the world. But uh, you know, I think that uh, if anyone can get the best out of him. 
then uh, you know, then we we certainly can. And speaking again, the best out of someone, Vave. He's only played 55 first-grade games. Uh, only been gone for a couple of seasons, though. Appeared internationally for Tonga. Um, Dave Warwick, the recruitment manager for Manly, said uh, of the 188-centimetre and 115-kilo behemoth, CSI will provide a bit more power in our front row stocks as far as punch into the line's concerned. Given he's only 25 years old, we think he's got a promising future here at the Sea Eagles. And he's the guy that I think, you know, put a Manly jersey on him, give him an off-season under Donny. Mm-hmm. And we'll fucking see what he can do. Like he, he will play his best football for us. How what his ceiling is, I don't know. But we will find out what his ceiling is. Yeah, it's like I said, the manly culture is, is you know they've they've sort of got a bit of a triple threat there. They've got the the veteran that's you know looking to make the most out of his last few years in the in the game. Um, the enigmatic guy that you know everyone's been saying if you can get the best out of him consistently, he's a superstar. No one's managed to do it over the course of... No, more, for more than, you know, a season half or a half season. a season, yeah. Um, I'm sure I've told the story before, but um, at Dad's funeral, I remember talking to one of his mates and he's a huge Parramatta fan. And I remember back then him saying that everything Parramatta does revolves around Fleety Mateo. He's untouchable. But they wow. can't fucking stop him. <laughs> and at that time, he was right. Yeah, yeah. And that was like the, that's that six game period. Well, <laughs> Where that yeah, happens. there was. So you just gotta you gotta think that um, with the right off season under under Donny, and then you know with Tuvi in his face, yep, trying it to to get through to him. If if it doesn't happen within the manly culture, he, he may as well hang it up. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. I mean, his two years will be, you know, his uh, waiting room uh, in reserve grade off to before he fucks off to England and, mm. you know, becomes an absolute fucking superstar man of steel over no, there, yeah. most probably. On the wing or something. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, overall, his moves have been very good. The CEO move, can't wait to see how he goes. And, um, and yeah, from all reports uh, in, you know, people around the club, uh Everyone seems to be, you know, nervous at first, or you know, what the fuck? Because that whole share, the whole buyout thing, happened very, very quickly. I think they they held it back to you know the last possible minute before they submitted it through to to the ASX and stuff like that, so that um, you know it was all you know to head off any possible issues with it, and um, and they got it through, and uh, it's, it should be the end of the alleged you know, boardroom shit because A, there's no divided boardroom anymore. There are there are no fucking useful votes anymore because it's a dictatorship. <laughs> and um and as and given that the, the the side that has the majority now is the side that Zorba represents, I would like to hope that that would put a stop to all his bullshit leaking which comprises of uh ninety five percent of what you see in the media. Win win. Next the Paul Gallon situation. Gallon's vowed to fight the fine. $50,000 he was socked and he was also banned from wearing a kangaroo's jersey next year. Um, I'm not going to go into the depression thing because I mean, fuck me, that gets bandied around. It's been bandied around too, too many times for me, for my liking this year. But the NRL slammed Paul Gallon with the equal biggest player fine in history for swearing on Twitter last week, calling the NRL cunts. <laughs> Integrity unit boss Nick Weeks phoned Gallon at 3.30pm on Monday to break the news. A furious Gallon got straight on the phone to his lawyers to discuss an appeal. It's unbelievable. I've got to fight it, Gallon said. Last time I didn't fight something, aka the Asada ban, I regretted it. I will this time. How can they justify it? Blokes get fined $10,000 for an assault. Others have been arrested and not been fined for anything. 
And uh, back in 2004, the Dragons fined uh, Mark Gasney 50 grand for the whole, you know, spurt mm. and source situation uh, when in camp with the Origin side. But the NRL has never gone this heavy. The biggest crackdown on player behaviour in his two years on the job, Smith handed down the punishment after discussions with the Cronulla Sharks and his integrity unit. Smith said the tweet on social media was offensive and a clear breach of the code of conduct. It was aggravated by the fact that Gallen, as captain of the New South Wales Blues, holds an important leadership position in the game. Gallen's been issued with a breach notice and been given seven days to state why the fine should not be imposed. Um, the NRL will consider mitigating circumstances, including his struggle with depression that was revealed in Monday's uh, Daily Telegraph. He removed the tweet five minutes after it was posted and has apologised on social media for his inappropriate reactions. His lawyers are certain to mention his treatment and medication for depression, although it was something the Sharks captain did not want to discuss at his press conference on Monday. Uh, to reveal he'll fight on Daniel Gill's undercard. This isn't the time. It's a very serious issue, and I support and encourage people to come out and talk about it. I'm going to leave the depression thing alone. Yep. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I don't think it's relevant to this. No. The fact that it comes out after a big fuck, a big fuck up is much like you know Darius think. Okay, you trot it out now. I see. Yeah, and it and it does lead itself to 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 skeptics and cynics, but. Um, it's just not that fucking bright. You know, A, I mean, is he auditioning for a co-host gig on the show here? Or? Yeah, well, that's T and like, and accepted. Even if that's e- what you think. Accepted, passed. Yeah. Anytime, gal. Absolutely. Always welcome. But it's as, also this. As this, the guy's standing in the game and captain of New South Wales, it just, it's just, it, as we say, it's rugby league's inferiority. Rearing its head again. You just, you're a fucking leader in yeah. a in a professional sport. He's plastered on holiday, you know. Gets into it on Twitter because okay. that's because that's because you know. So and let's face it, like you know, we all treated tweeted drunk shit in our time. But um, the thing is, as well, I mean, imagine like, LeBron James comes out and says the NBA is a pack of cunts. Yeah, but he didn't say Gallon didn't say that either. This that's is just, this, hypothetical. Yeah, like you know. It's not in the. It's not like the in the American vernacular as well. It's a much worse thing to say in America. It says it is. It is. It's a much. It's much worse in Australia. It's just the yeah. way that we the way we use the word is different. I mean, to, to anywhere else except for probably the exception of like say England. So we're never going to be big in the states. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, because I think we're talking about women, most probably. That's interesting. But however, I mean, the way Gal said, the, the, he didn't tweet and go, the NRL are a pack of cunts. No, what I he did was, he was talking about something else with someone else, and it's like, you know, not like the, NRL, not, you know, not like the, not like the cunts at the NRL. It's just like we say, like, you know, we would say that about anything, and it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you're calling that I entity. Still, I still think that that's exactly what he was trying to say. You don't, the well, NRL you know, cunts. You, you, but he wasn't I mean, just using it in a, in a non-aggressive. But the way that the way that we in Australia use it when you talk about you know this cunt over here is fucking done you know this it's almost it's like a, a, a yeah, it's I like don't a, think that's it's like a, a he synonym. was definitely meaning to to have an impact with it he shouldn't be dropping he shouldn't be dropping language like that I mean as as once again these guys don't want you know don't want to be your role models or whatever tough shit they are whether they like it or not you know by virtue of the position that they hold within the game and blah 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 that is that's undisputed and he shouldn't probably use language like that on social media as as a result I mean he should fucking know better especially given the position he holds it's obviously like a state captain and you know senior member you know Australian side etc 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 yes but that's probably the grounds on which he should be punished in my opinion that's all that's all I'm saying like it shouldn't be like it's not like he's like oh you know 
you are NRL at NRL. You are cunt. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's that's what that's what I mean. I mean, I think I think he's obviously he's an idiot. Um, you know, for whatever reason, uh, I think he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be tweeting shit like that. I mean, and he's not the first time. You know, the whole Gary Gallon thing. Motherfucker, well, you've been burned. You've been burned by social media in the past, so you should, no, you man. know, given your position, given the part, the re- given the fact you've been burned in the past by social media, uh, and for a number of other reasons, given your status in the game, you should have fucking known better in the first place, and shouldn't be tweeting that shit. But you know, you're a human being. You're blind on holiday. I mean, he tweeted how blind, how how, how pissed he was. You know. Before that, before it, I mean, you know, before it happened, so they just need to learn to control the horrible things that we've said. It detracts from the whole product. The horrible things we've said about the cunts in the NRL while we've been drunk, Glenn, on air. (laughs) Who are we to cast stones? Good luck at at Paul and or Gary Gallon. Or Mrs. Gallon, who knows? Oh, that Gary Gallon's got a foul fucking mouth on Hasn't one. Hasn't he what? He's welcome <laughs> on the show too, anytime. He is, he is. Whichever one of you guys are responsible for all that shit, you're welcome on the show anytime. But yeah, $50,000 is fucking ridiculous when can you consider that cunts like Robert Louis got nothing and even, even criminally he got $2,000 fine, I believe, and like, you know, good behavior bonds, etc., etc. <laughs> And, yes. and like for me, I mean, hey, call me, you know, maybe I'm just one of the cunts on this week in league, but maybe, maybe, you know, for me, it's a much worse look that that motherfucker still straps on a boot and plays professionally in the NRL. Hey, look, we're probably only another month or so away from having a convicted sex offender being allowed to play the game. You know, <sighs> so there's a lot of, there's a lot of other decisions that make this one look Russell fairly, Packer on fairly, his way back too. Yeah. After he beat the fucking shit out of a dude, and then you know kicked him, you know when he was out, and you know stomped him when he was on the ground when he was out. So for me, that that, that personally is much more is much worse look than someone just you know getting loose on on Twitter. Yep. So I agree. Not condoning condoning Gallon's actions by any stretch, but you know, look, I, I feel I feel like that I'm. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have a sex offender, a fucking convicted criminal. And a wife beater running around next year, among others. Yeah, well, it's it's I'll, fairly fucking disgraceful. Uh, One thing I'll say about Packer is that he has done his time. Yeah, he actually has. He has, he has uh, paid a he, price. He has paid some price. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so he, you know, I'd, again, don't condone his actions by any stretch. Should he be allowed to earn, you know, a lot more money than what he would if he was just an everyday Gronk coming out of prison? He's chosen profession. Allows and, that to pre- and his previous commitment to that profession, and in business as well, businessmen same thing. Sure. You know, they come out if you got if he's got <laughs> marketable skills that are worth a certain amount of money. You know, and he's actually you know served his time, then so be it. I mean, like I don't agree with what he did to get chucked in jail, but at least he did some fucking time over it. Unlike other certain people, you know, like Robert fucking cunt Louie. Mm. Or you know Blake Ferguson. Blake Blake Ferguson, and look, I don't want to speak for speak for the female listenership of this show or females in the in general in the world but I would hazard to say that a female would be preferred to be called a cunt via Twitter than in real life picked up like a bowling ball in a club 
or in real life, soccer kicked fucking in the head so- when soccer kicked pregnant. when they're pregnant, uh, you know, and you know, slammed in a sliding door. I mean, maybe that's just me. So I think the NRL's got lots of things that they should he be punished for this? Fucking absolutely. Yeah, you, know, you got to hit him with something. Hit him with a ten grand. I mean, it doesn't bring a, the game into any more disrepute than a fucking referee sure. bashing coach. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 you know maybe even less, but. So hit him with a hit him with a fine, you know, whatever. I think the representative thing's a bit fucking petty as well, because it really ups the fine as well. Because I mean, what do they get for playing for Australia? Another fifty, thirty grand, fifty grand. I mean, so you know, I think there's only one I'm test on sure. the calendar for next year, but it's, so it's the one game he misses. But still, you know, you've doubled your fine pretty much, you know. Then exactly, and uh, dude only plays rep football anyway, so you're taking away a quarter <laughs> of his games next year. So yes, he should be punished, but I mean the NRL's got things that they should probably pay more attention to in terms of punishment than than that. Exactly. Speaking of punishers, Brett Kamali will join the West Tigers next season to coach the NYC team, replacing Andrew Webster, who's off to the Warriors. Um, the 38-year-old joined Canberra, serving as assistant coach under David Ferner. However, when Ricky Stewart took over at the Raiders at the beginning of 2014 season, Kamali was dropped to coach the Mounties team in Sydney, but still took him to the semis. The uh, former Origin and Premiership winning halfback and Fox Sports commentator was also an assistant coach with the Bulldogs between 2011 and 12, and has been linked to a number of jobs. <laughs> Played 307 first-grade games across five clubs, including the Knights, Hunter Mariners, Melbourne Storm, Northern Eagles, and Cronulla Sharks. They uh, played two Origins for New South Wales and 15 tests for Australia. Brett Kamali. Discuss. <laughs> discuss never, or disgusted? Was never a, a, a fan of him as a player. Um, I think some of his general chit-chat during commentary is pretty ordinary, but some of his analytical stuff in commentary is actually quite good. And by all reports, he's actually a fairly adept coach um, and has a good mind. The old, um, the old by all reports. Well, there's That's a lot of people saying much the same as the uh, as the you know one of the best operators in the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, remains to be seen. Um, I you know I pity the poor halves in the twenties. They'll be firing some bullet bullet passes to the opposition, and they're going to be running a fairly flat style fucking offense where and kick running to the line before kicking as yeah. are the Kamala trademark. Yeah. So there'll be a lot of fucking charge downs, a lot of intercepts. A lot of lot biscuit leagues getting hospitalised for getting smashed And a lot of fucking line. crash balls being cannoned off people's chests. Um, so, yeah, 20s probably won't win a game next year, but... Traditionally strong for this traditionally strong lineup for the Tigers, a, 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 a wonderful nursery for for future talent that uh, that you know then goes on to be paid a lot of money to miss entire seasons through ACL injuries. <laughs> As if I haven't suffered enough. <laughs> did we did we talk about the Jason Taylor? <laughs> did that happen before yeah, yeah. Twillies? You did okay. I, I didn't want to pile on you know unnecessarily there. <laughs> The uh, next one, piling on. The Morris Twins, Brett and Josh, will be reunited as a second NRL club after Brett was released from the final year of his St. George Illawarra contract, enabling him to join his brother Josh at Canterbury. The 28-year-old brothers played together in 2006-2008 at the Dragons before Josh moved to the Bulldogs in 2009. But the Dragons were having difficulty in upgrading New South Wales and Test Wingers' new deal for 2016 due to salary cap pressures and reluctantly have let him go. It is with great disappointment that we announce the Dragons board and football management have agreed to grant the early release personally requested by Brett, said Dragons CEO Peter Doust. 
It is something we've been discussing for some time as we wanted to upgrade and extend Brett to see him play his entire career at the Dragons. However, for a player like Brett, who's given so much to the Dragons, both football management and the board did not think it right to deny his request. Brett confessed the decision was not easy from his side either. I would like to especially thank the Red V members and fans, my teammates and coaches for all their support during my time at the club. I'd also like to thank Paul McGregor for understanding and respecting my position. Paul has my full support and I've done them and I have the utmost respect for what he's done and will implement at the club. Um, Josh, for his part, said, We obviously played football together since we were six, and although I chose a different path back in 2009 when I decided to come to the Bulldogs, it's great that we'll be able to go out there together every week and do what we love. He's a great player, and I believe he'll fit into the culture we have here at Belmore very easily. So, Look, all very respectful from all parties, and it's it's great to see and great to hear, but the fuck were the Dragons thinking? Dragons are fucking idiots. Unbelievable. We now know a week... In, a week <laughs> on from this situation they release Brett Morris by George Rose I don't really know what to say to that Willie May well, I know what to say when they marked up Willie, Willie Mason he was 100% fucking correct in yeah. what he was saying to them about their yeah. forwards and no their agreement at all um, look you just gotta wonder how poorly their cap was managed and, and whether that comes down to Doust and, and Price during his time there or whether you know, I also, ben, I also played think a that, part or... I just think it's absolutely irrelevant to the cap too. I mean, they talk about the cap pressures and the list, blah, blah, blah. The fact is, they had him contracted for another season. Sure. There was absolutely no fucking reason other than sheer idiocy to release this guy. Oh, I mean, there's no fucking nice guys in sports administration. Why in the fucking... Would you let your fucking best player go... Talk of Merrin to strengthen going. another team. Talk of Merrin going. Yeah, I mean he'll wind up at Manly. We got changed from all the dudes <laughs> we bought. Significantly strengthen another team, considering he's linking with his brother, his twin brother. Mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ! They speak. Just give like, him a ready-made combination. Well, they speak with ESP and things like that. I mean, that's the same a, speech impediment. It's a, it's a tremendous advantage to have twins. More teams should have more twins. You think? Yeah. Well, they can speak. They can speak through mind control with each other and stuff. So I mean, it's like non-verbal communication on the field. They know where to be. Can you imagine? I don't think Andrew, oh, Andrew <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito had that sort of connection. Well, they did, but I mean, Danny DeVito physically couldn't keep up with Arnold, so they okay. couldn't take full advantage of the of, gotcha. the, of the, the the mental telepathy. Yeah. <laughs> physically <laughs> inferior. Have to call any plays or anything like that, you know. The, the opposition don't know what's going going on because they're just like, you know, okay, you know, just just start working down the side. Two you, tackles time. We're going to do don't this. Think you know what twins means? I don't think they have that sort of mental connection. No, no, I'm pretty sure it's science. Okay, you're the smart one. You're the brains <laughs> of this operation. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, dragons. You guys are fucking idiots. And then when you hear the other people that they're thinking of releasing, like like you, Marin, like you said, that's like bad to worse. Mm-hmm. I even heard like Nightingale. Something about Nightingale. He could leave. Yeah. What are they? Look, I've heard of fucking rebuild. Look, people talk about rebuilding phases. The two things: the clubs in crisis, rebuilding phases. A common term, a common club in crisis that they like to bat around is Manly. Finish equal first. <laughs> Make some good moves off a season, and actually, probably in a stronger, stronger head office position now than they were a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Then you've got teams that aren't really a club in crisis. <laughs> St. George never really mentioned that much. I mean, the fans go through their phases. They love, they love Douse. They hate Douse. You know, Douse, Douse. You know, but then he brought Bennett in there and got him, you know, finals and a premiership, you know, over a couple of years. Now they want to oust him again. 
short fucking memories, ungrateful cunt Dragon fans, I guess. But um, they had such a long line of success there. Oh. You know, oh no, it was thirty-seven years of fuck all. Yeah, and the three years or two, two and a half years of, of you know, because once Benny decided he was of going, they dropped and then it. you know, and look, here we are. How quickly it can all turn around. Yeah. So that's uh, I just I just don't fucking understand like how you're going to release Brent Morris is in his fucking prime as a football player Trent Merrin yet to be released but if your rumours pan out to be true dude's in his prime Nightingale you're close enough to his prime George Rose in his prime rib he's into all the prime rib you know that he's the dude that goes and gets like the mega mega cut like Cruzy's mates George Rose gets the George Rose cut. Which is basically like a side of cow. They just bring the cow out and sit its ass on a plate. George, what sauce would you like? Just yeah. pour a bucket of the sauce over the cow's head and, and away he goes. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure the answer would be butter. Yeah, mixed with gravy. Yeah, yeah. With a little extra butter. Yeah. Fuck the dragons. Now, this one came from a couple... This was... This was uh, it followed the uh, the Junior Kangaroos, uh, Junior Kiwis game a couple of weeks back. And the New Zealand Rugby League bosses criticised Australia's disrespectful response to the Haka pre-match challenge after it almost spoke, sparked a bit of a biffo at the Junior International in Auckland. For those who didn't see it, the Haka took place as it does. Instead of just standing there and just, you know, laughing or, you know, watching or, you know, whatever they do, the junior kangaroos linked arms and started walking towards them and they got, like, nose to nose, with, you know, forward to forward with a couple of guys and there were a couple of guys sort of, you know, emotionally like, like... they're going to go on it. Yeah, like they're going to go, like, on trying to instigate up. something, you know, like physical contact and that kind of thing. Now, the officials got in there and sort of separated them and everything like that, so nothing actually happened, but, look, honestly... I fucking love that shit. What a nothing story. At the end oh, of the day, they're doing a fucking aggressive war dance. Yeah, uh, and, and the they'll, 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 they'll come back and go, oh, the huckers are fucking, you know, it's used as a as a, as a a ceremony of like, you know, welcoming. Yeah, certain huckers are, you know, that's correct. They are not. But when it's done like that, there's very, it's very fucking clear that it's that's not one of the peaceful fucking welcome, blah, 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 huckers. <laughs> that's a declaration of war hucker to hype them up. The fact that, I mean, if you break it down, like, think of it rationally, the haka has no place on the rugby league field. However, it's a fucking excellent spectacle, and like, any rugby union as well, it's become an excellent, it's such a great spectacle over the, you know, over the last three decades or however long it's been happening, that, you know, it's it's a great thing to do. It's a great, and it's a tradition, and, you know... As what about when the Kiwi basketball side did the haka against the Americans and everyone was like oh they're doing a fucking dance so, yeah. like can't say have you ever seen a haka yeah it's America they're pretty fucking insular Fuck. yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not amazing covered, it's not covered in gravy you know, like George yeah. Rose it's not covered in gravy they're not interested not interested yeah <laughs> so so like something like the haka when you think of it, yeah, it's, it's, you know Probably shouldn't have the, have a place in the field, but it does, and it's been done for decades, and if it's they fucking. Ban the haka from sport. I will give up yeah, on sport. It's just, it's just a great tradition to have there now, but I mean, you know, when you, you look at it rationally, you go, well, you know, it's a pretty fucking aggressive thing. So, but then the other team's just got to stand there and cop it. Mm. It's a, you know, fuck that. I thought it was fantastic what they did, the the young kangaroos, and Aussie. Um, I'll give them that. It's ballsy, but you know, this is this is the thing though. Nothing's going to come of it. I mean, I think it's just great that they say, you know, 
fuck your haka. I mean, we don't have to stand here and just be intimidated while you guys fucking hype yourselves up and, you know, mm. march on us. We're going to fucking do the same thing and throw it back at you. I mean, I'm, I'm 100% in support of what they did. New Zealand Rugby League can get fucked. And um, the end. And I hope everyone fucking advances on the haka from now <laughs> to the end of fucking time. The end. Recaps. Weren't going to have any recaps, but as it turned out, timing worked out. There were two games on the weekend. England 32, defeated Tyler Smile 26 at Suncorp Stadium. Crowd, well, it was a double header, 47,813 in attendance. Much closer game than they gave him credit for, especially given the limited preparation times. England 32 points came from tries to Michael Shenton, Callum Watkins, Liam Farrell, Joel Tompkins, Sam Tompkins. Gareth Whitt at 5 from 5 conversions and a penalty goal. And Samoa 26 came from tries to Isaac, Lou, Daniel Vito, Peter Godnett, Two tries and Antonio Winstein. Uh, conversions cost only two from three. Ben Roberts, one from two. I think if Samoa had a Sean Johnson type in the halves, they'd be a fucking very good side. Very, very good side. You know, I just, even even with the cattle that they've got, I think just give them time to form combinations and shit. That's all they need. They just need fucking time to play together. I mean, we get, you know, we, we're very spoiled in the sense that most of our guys have got Origin to play together. At least, you know, several groups within the mm. side, you know, have Origin to play together. So, and, you know, <laughs> club and, and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, and plus some Australian games. But, you know, some of get trotted out for, you know, maybe a game a year, if that. Mm. You know, often, you know, less than that. And it just seems to be the guys at Kiwis, you know, have, who have declared for Samoa or, you know, the Kiwis don't want them. So then they, you know, and then they raise their heads in Samoa. So. Good performance and a good game to, to open up the uh, the Four Nations. I thought the crowd was good and um, and very well supported. The Samoan fans, um, as well as the Poms, got out and and then provided a good atmosphere and in what was a pretty fucking impressive contest. Yeah, yeah. Far better than I would have done. Very Far physical, better. as you'd expect, with um, with the Samoans involved. I, again, I just think some of their uh, some of their options and direction at times certainly not uh, consistently across the whole game, but at times they just lack that little bit of polish, um, and that's what that's the difference between them and you know Australia and, and the way New Zealand played. I guess on, on the difference weekend. difference between a you know. A side that has been Robertson, a side that doesn't. <laughs> One could say. <laughs> and uh, just we the don't have any tweets for these games because you know you know people are in off season mode a little bit. But they'll move on to the next one. New Zealand thirty defeated Australia at twelve, and uh, this one was locked up at half time twelve all. But the second half all New Zealand. Uh, their tries: Kevin Proctor, Sean Johnson, Lewis Brown, Dean Farre, and Jason Nightingale. Five from five conversions to Johnson and uh, Australia tries to both Scott Greg Inglis and two from two conversions to Cameron Smith. Let's not forget that this is, you know, that Nightingale bombed a try as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this could have been even more ugly for Australia. I thought the Kangaroos struggled to match New Zealand's intensity in the second half, and um, I don't think they were that flash in the first half. It probably um, it probably flattered them a fair bit. They lacked combinations, and it, yes, it was a you know second or third string side, but it wasn't all that long ago that a you know fourth or fifth string Australian side would put, you know, 20 or 30 on the Kiwis. 
Um, we need to get back to those days because Kiwis, um, ain't nothing humble about a Kiwi that's winning, let me tell you. <laughs> let them have their fun, I'd say. Sorry? Let them have their fun. <laughs> I agree. Um, pretty pretty good performance from Sean Johnson. I don't know that I th- thought he was as dominant as what Channel 9 made him out to be, but they need they needed someone to hang their hat on for the game, and, yep. and he was it. And he, he certainly did enough. I thought he gave Cherry Evans all sorts of problems defensively uh, whilst DCE was on the field. Um, he didn't really have an answer for him. You know, one, one second he's you know, putting a goose step on and skipping around the outside of him just about. The next time he, he thinks he's ready for that and he, and he steps inside him. Um, you know, he's got pass options, options, kick options. He's When he plays like that, that kid's borderline unstoppable. Um, just unfortunate he doesn't do it consistently. Or even at a, you know, his, his normal level of of performance isn't, a little closer than that than what he might like, but when he pulls out games like that, he's impressive to watch. Um, great performance from Kiwis. Um, forwards, I think Australia really struggled to hold him in the middle, and, and, you know, they controlled the ruck against Cameron Smith and and also, uh, to a lesser extent, Robbie played in the halves when he came on, but they controlled that ruck without Isaac Luke. It dispels the it dispels the you know the assumption that, that we would make that like you know Australia could assemble you know three sides that'd be you know that'd be able to defeat. All, I think Sheen is, uh, Tim Sheens is, is he, coaching like someone that wants a, to get fired. He's a, he's and, a and it it was the same at the Tigers towards the end. It was, it was some of the things just defied belief selection wise, and um, he's doing some very similar things with the national side and and you know. It's one thing to piss off an army of Tigers fans, but now you... Piss off a country. Yeah, you know, just take your paycheck that you got from the Tigers, take your dignity, what's left of it, and um, take your, your, your Fuck coaching... Fuck off the and take your, take your coaching pedigree and go and mentor some young coaches or something because you, you got no business fucking coaching and selecting a national side. That was disgraceful. Yeah, I mean, we and we proved we, we proved this game that you know, say say this was a, this was you know any Australian side that has Robbie Farrer in it, and especially Robbie Farrer in the halves is Australia C at best, and uh, Australia C ain't good enough for New Zealand A. Proven, and I don't think it's going to get much better because the withdrawals are going to be the withdrawals. Yeah, you know, like Jonathan Thurston ain't coming back. Motherfucker had surgery. He's not playing this season in this series. Exactly. So. um yeah, so it's it's just crazy. I mean, the guys that pulled out of the side, I mean, that's another conversation altogether, I think. You know, the guys that actually weren't injured, that has pulled out for, you know, whatever reason, it's, you know, it's a bit of a slam on international football. The fact that it's a bit of a, you know, like, it's it's optional and not something that, you know, people really aspire. Yeah, you know? I just think it's... I'm not speaking for everybody, but, I mean, you know, it's it's, you know, it's not the thing that people aspire to. As much as it should be, I don't think. I, I agree, and and I do believe that some of these selections with Matty Atia playing after seven first grade games, or being selected for the next game after. He's seven. an excitement machine. Sorry. He's an excitement machine in attack, but <laughs> he's a fucking turnstile in defence, and he is going to get absolutely found out on the weekend. I make that fearless prediction. It is. It is only uh, only the Poms, yeah. 
that's why it's going to be even yeah, worse. He's going to get exposed um, by the Poms. I, For shame, genius. It's just, it's it's a shame to see the Australian jersey cheapened in such a way that players can play, you know, just over half, half a dozen first grade games. I remember, I've heard so many players at the Tigers during um, the later years of Sheen's reign um, at the club say, you know, Sheen's, he doesn't class you as a first grader until you've played 50 games. You're not a first grader. Yet he's picking people with seven games experience under their belt and telling them they're an international. You're not a first grader until you've played 50 games, but you're an international when you've played seven. And is. this is the true genius logic. <laughs> oh. He's the... Uh, he, doesn't, he, doesn't consider, he doesn't consider someone a first grader until I play 50 games, yet, 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 oh. yet he'll strap it, he'll throw a fucking Australian jersey on Robbie Farrell. <laughs> Seen old old coot. So who's going to win out of Australia and England, just quickly? Oh, Australia. There's no way they'll play that bad two weeks in a row. And the other game, Kiwis roll through. Yeah, but I think it'll be a tight game. Imagine the Harker and the, the Samoan. Um, yeah, 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 only a try in it, I reckon. That should be. Okay, time for the hits and misses portion of the uh, 2014 season. At the start of the season, first episode of the year, we always uh, make our predictions of what's going to happen in the upcoming season, and uh, we go through from the the 16th side and we work our way up and basically predict how we think teams are going to go. I think it was about episode 147 or something like that this year. So by all means, uh, get back on iTunes and have a listen back if you weren't on board with the show back then. And um, the first team that we started with, of course, Spooners, the Parramatta Eels, and uh, this is what we had to say about them. As for myself... Um, I have the Eels finishing 11th okay. on the season. Um, and we're talking finishing the regular season in these okay. positions. Are we not? Yes, correct. Um, Nicklin Jackson have the Eels finishing stone motherless last. Yeah, that's all a bit... I think that's a bit harsh. Two, two <sighs> spoons in a tr- on the trot. Or is it three? Is it a hat Three, it'll be three, yeah. So yeah, no, I don't. I actually think, uh, look, you know, their playing roster has 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 changed a little. But I mean, you had a couple of things like Jared Hayne was a fucking revelation in the World Cup. Mm. I mean, he's he's found a, a rich vein of vein of form that hopefully Not carries seen through. Not since two thousand and nine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, and you know, Corey Norman. I mean, yes, yes, not fantastic. Um. You know, Will Will Sandow managed to fight his way back into the side. You know, under the new regime. The main thing, though, for me is Brad Arthur. He's a very good defensive coach, and I think he'll at least try and get some structure in there that, that had been ripped out under the Ricky Stewart regime, mm. and uh, and you know the temporary coach regime and stuff as well. Remember, they went well under Arthur for you know the half dozen games that they had him at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, you know the season before last. So, I think that the Eels, 
I think they've got enough attacking guys that if they actually, you know, can defend a bit. Remember the games where they just lost and, you know, where they got run down and yeah. things like that? They only needed to get another two two wins and they would have been in um in 15th place last season. So uh, it's it's not a stretch to think that they'll be able to at least get that with uh, Arthur at the, at the helm. And I think that the Eels, the, the way I've done my list is I've got four brackets of four teams and then the teams are ranked within those brackets as well. I've got Eels in the third bracket, so that would be, you know, finishing any, anywhere from... Uh, What's that? Fucking twelfth to ninth, and I've got him in the bottom of that. I mean, they're certainly bottom of that. So I think I guess that makes them twelfth for me. Yeah, oh, so we're not far off. Yeah. So we Look, both. I went, started out almost with a fucking bullseye. He went too far. I mean, like I said, I, I, I put him in the bracket of nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And uh, I had him pegged down for Fuck 12. If you cast a big enough had net, a, you'll get them all right, Nathan. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. I think the Eels will finish somewhere between 1st and 16th. Yeah, well, and same man. with every other club. Oh, yeah. Nathan, what a fucking genius. Yeah, but it wasn't like that, was it? Wanker. I actually fucking just cast the cast narrow net. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's safe to say that uh, one of your sons and your wife are straight up fucking ignorant. They've thrown him in 16th and couldn't be more wrong. The Parramatta Eels, in fact, finish in 10th. And the irony that Jared, uh, Jackson has, has become... A huge Jared Hayne fan this season. But how does that affect? How's the the NFL thing affected that? No, no, he's, you know, the way I pitched it to him, I was like, yeah, Dad tells you you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you know, chase Jared, your dreams. Jared Hayne's dad probably mind. told him the same thing. So whatever you set your mind to, you can do. He's like, yeah. I said, well, that's what Jared Hayne's doing. Mm. I think it's ridiculous what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the second last team in 2013. Well, who could forget the West Tigers? I've I mean, tried. Tigers in decline. You know, it started years earlier, but uh, it really fucking manifested itself on this occasion. And uh, let's see. what we, I, I, I'm pretty sure I know what I was going to say, but uh, and I'm pretty sure I basically know what you're going to say, but I'm not sure what you're going to say for your uh, your regular season finish. So uh, let's see what how it all panned out. Last year, it was one to forget. Um... For, for a number of reasons, but uh, it was one to remember for, for one reason, and that was the game against the Georgia Lawara, where a mm. young, up-and-coming superstar, you know, just looking for a break. Two teams with a Little Aussie battler, for. trying to make his way in a tough, harsh world. Luke Brooks set the NRL alight, 80 <laughs> minutes. And, you know, I, I, I know that not just Tigers fans, but... Not just rugby league fans, but human beings in general said to themselves that day, they said, geez, I can't wait for 2014 to watch him run around every week. I can't. I just can't wait. I've never watched rugby league before today. But now that I've watched it, I've watched this little Aussie battler run around and carve up this shit football team called St. George. (laughs) I'm a fucking convert. Yeah. And for that reason, I think Luke Brooks will, uh, you know... He'll follow Robbie Farah's lead. And he'll lead this team of destiny back to their rightful place into the finals from fourth spot. The rightful place of the West Tigers is tantalisingly one win out of the eight. (laughs) Anything above that is an aberration, as is all this recent, you know, 15th stuff. That's an aberration too. But the rightful place of the West Tigers is, is... out of the eight on four. Heartbreaking late season yeah, losses, yeah. which sees plummet out of the eight. Exactly. Tonight's spot. As always, um, injuries will play their part, uh, or hopefully lack thereof, will play mm-hmm. a positive part on their season. They've, they've had a bit of a rough run over the last couple of seasons. 
um, and you know the coaching change, the poor form um, of certain players that shall never be named again on this podcast. Um, but when you look at their side, they've got the potential to be very, very entertaining. Uh, Pat Richards comes in onto the wing, um, was killing in England, just absolutely killing it over there. And um, I mean, he won the equivalent of the Dally M on the wing. I mean, you've got to be a fucking special player to be doing that. Um, I'm rolling my eyes. Nofaluma, Corribetti, Simona, Brooks, Mitchell Moses maybe coming on later in the season, if not next year. Um, the future's bright for the West Tigers. I think Michael Potter has the opportunity now to put, really put his stamp on the club. Um, there was a bit of Tim Sheen's residual mess that he had to endure last season, and I think he's put paid to that. They've bought fairly well. Um, obviously, I mentioned Richards. They've got Tapau. Uh, Corey Patterson, I think, will be a good clubman. Uh, Dean Hallitau, who's unfortunately got injured. And uh, Blake Austin is another one I'm, I'm thinking... Um, Defensively, he's got some issues. Don't get me wrong, but um, let's not worry about him for now because he's playing for Rizzies. He is, but I think once they they see how Brooks handles it, I think if he really starts going really well um, and starts the season out strongly, I think that might find Braith coming off the bench or in, into the back row and, and put Austin in there. That's that's my prediction. But you know, I've made a bit of a habit over the years of picking the Tigers to to win the comp and and you know things saying things like undefeated and stuff like that. And, you know, I've, I'd like to say I've learnt my lesson. I'd like to say I've learnt my <laughs> lesson. I'm not sure gonna, I have. You're going to say you've learnt your lesson, but you're going to prove that you haven't right about now, I can tell. <laughs> um, but no, I think uh, they should start the season out strongly. They might shock a few people. There's a lot of people not expecting much from the Tigers, and I think they might hit the ground running with these young kids. Um, I think the middle of the season is going to be very testing. Robbie's going to be, obviously, um, captain New South Wales... Uh, with a plum uh, to another series defeat, unfortunately. Um, you know, Brooks will be, you know, in the midst of his, his first full season. Uh, some of the younger kids, you know, just that, that middle part of the season where it becomes a real grind uh, will be tough for them. But I think they'll come home strong and and uh, surge into the top four with all the momentum, which, as we all know, is, is what the thing that wins competitions. The team with the momentum in the finals. I don't want to say too much. I'm not saying the West Tigers are going to win the competition. I'm just saying that the team with the momentum going into the finals wins the competition. And I'm so saying sorry, the West Tigers are going to be the team with the momentum going into the finals. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that West Tigers are going to Where are they actually going to finish at the end of round 26, sir? Fourth. Uh, West Tigers, uh, in my brackets, I have them in the fourth bracket, which oh, would be 13 to 16. I don't have them last. I have them 15th again. Um, there are some other sides in that bracket, uh, and there's one in particular that I've got as a dead cert for um, my spoon. My, um, my family, who's, uh, the more I read this, the more I just think, how are these people even related to me? They've got the Tigers in 15th. This is my own Fair family, enough. my own flesh and blood. Yeah. That's what oh. I've got them at too. They sound like pretty smart. Fucking disgrace. So, wasn't too far away from the truth. Uh, <laughs> myself and uh, and your family on this occasion were uh, not bang on the mark, but you know, only a couple a of competition points me, away. Weren't they? Somewhat. You were, yeah. You, you, you I was looking at the way the top, the final table panned out. Um, you were five wins away from being close to correct. Unfortunately. What so a sad, sad year, Nathan. It was, breaks uh, my heart. It's been the toughest season of rugby league in my life, and I supported the Western Suburbs Magpies. Magpies. Tougher than last year, though. Sorry? Tougher than last year. Yeah. But last year, you were heaps shitter. Yeah, but you last... You won three less games. 
Yeah, but it, they made it very clear early on that they were a pretty ordinary side last year. <laughs> this year they they teased me. Yeah, yeah. They teased yeah. me with some good wins. They yeah. beat Manly. They beat South. You're like, this is this is the year. This is where it all turns around. And we win the comp, just like I've been saying all along. And then we end up with fucking props on the wing and... It's all down. Yeah, so how about a great clubman? I mean, yeah, Corey Patterson would have to be a great, great fucking clubman to play on the wing for you. <laughs> He's a committed soldier. There's nothing he won't do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> un- unfortunate year, and now, uh, yeah, I guess on to the next. Yeah, that's a miss in the hits and misses, well, let me tell you. Yeah, a lot of misses, a lot of misses. I've never, there. look, I swing for the fences every year with the Tigers, and uh, every year someone picks me off at the wall. Yep. And uh, well, this time, I mean, you know, you, you pretty much bunted it. You swung, but it ended up being a bunt, and you know, you didn't even bother running really <laughs> when it came down to it. It left the bat, and you're just like, no, nah, fuck it. I've hit, a, I've hit a foul ball. It's come <laughs> off the bat sideways and hit my retarded grandmother in the face <laughs> in the stands. That's what's happened. I don't have a retarded grandmother. And it bounced off her, bounced off her head, and fucking knocked yourself out with it. <laughs> that's, that's about that's that, that's about the extent of it. Next side, fourteenth place side last year, St George Illawarra Dragons, and uh, let's see what we had to say about those guys. Where do you have them finishing this season? Where have you got them finishing, mate? I have them finishing the bottom bracket, and I'm going to be perfectly honest. They're my stone motherless last wooden spooners this year. I think uh, I also have the Dragons finishing fucking a long way last. A long way last. Last with a bullet. I mean... If you pulled your gun out and shot a bullet (laughs) straight into the bottom of an ocean. (laughs) If you got the world's longest fucking drill and drilled a fucking... The deepest, darkest hole to the core of the earth went down to the bottom of that and then shot a bullet down into there... That's how fucking far down the dragons are going to be. Yep, and then line shit up the ball hole side, and drop a wooden spoon into that hole. But shit football. They've got one decent player in the entire club. The club's captained by Ben Cray. Uh, you know they'll get their medicine in round one, just like they did last time. Luke Brooks graced the rugby league NRL field, and um, you know it, it's going to start out bad and it's going to get a whole lot fucking worse. So fair to say we were probably incorrect on that one. If nothing else, we're fucking hilarious. It's <laughs> a spray. I haven't revisited this episode. I mean, we, we're basically listening to these predictions as as they're playing when we're editing the show here. Um, Look, we don't know what the fuck we're doing, but we're funny. Oh, and there's there's something to be said for that. I can't remember. Some, I can't remember a, a, a joke I said in the in the feedback section this week, which yeah, is really which, which makes it really fucking hard to get the episode title because. I know there was some gold shit in there and I'm thinking at the time I said it or at the time something you said, I'm like, yeah, fucking there's a title this week. Fuck the fucking rip what they are now. So like, what chance do we have of remembering, you know, 30 odd episodes ago? But um, it's, yeah, it's quite enjoyable to hear how badly we thought they'd go and, um, you know, they weren't great by any stretch of the imagination. If they didn't have that fucking run at the start of the season where they won their first couple of games off, mm. we might have been closer to the point. But unfortunately, um, no, we've got to put that down as a uh, big ass miss. And let's revisit the other list as well, the ignorance list. I don't know what we're going to call it as our defined term over the course of this uh, this show, but let's call it the ignorant list. Let's see what they had to say about the uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons before we move on. Um, Nicklin Jackson have the Dragons finishing 11th. Clearly they know nothing about rugby league. Yeah, a team that finished 14th last year and made no improvements to their side pretty much. 
I mean, and you can't call like Whitap an improvement either because uh, he, unless they also had Cronk and uh, Slater and Smith with him, <laughs> they're not getting anything out of him either. Well, geez, that's painful. Fuck, it's really, it just, it just hurts. First direct hit of the fucking of the the telecast goes to uh, goes to the girls. The ignorance list. That's fucking. That's unbelievable. And that, you know, they we should just hang it up. I mean, they weren't far off with the Tigers either, but, you know, I matched that one. But, yeah, they get a direct hit, so uh, fuck that. Anyway, let's see how the uh, Canberra Raiders fared. I've got the Raiders finishing 13th. <laughs> 13th. So, okay, so I've got them finishing 14th on my list here. Uh, they're in my bottom bracket, and now... Absolutely, Raiders. My bottom, my bottom bracket can... Uh, the reason why I've got those four sides in the bottom bracket is because all four of them will challenge for the spoon. And we've revealed three of those four sides, being uh, Canberra Raiders, West Tigers, and St. George Illinois Dragons. Canberra Raiders are a side where I probably should have saved my comment that I just made about St. George Illinois Dragons. Tough season, shit season, and have made no demonstrable improvements to their roster. Jesus Christ. At all. Where do you hit form on the season before you start pumping out those worlds, son? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I supposed to compete with that? You would agree. You, you would wasn't agree all that with that. Long ago, I was busting out hyperbole. Now you've got that. I don't even know how many cylinders. I can't count that, that high. That was one of the best fucking things ever to that hyperbole because it was like real. That was clearly a mistake. And their best I player, the word, their best was... player, is not going to be there next year, and he knows it. Unless he, unless how's he going to go? Plus they got, plus they got Ricky Stewart. I mean, it's just. This side is just—it's—it's it's ripe for implosion, and that's from—and that's—that's—we're talking about a side that implodes every year anyway. Once Cat's hair gets injured, fucking close, so close. All the justification, the rationale—it was all there. I was just fucking, just, just, just nicked it. Yeah, but you didn't get it. Yeah, and what did you say? They were—you said thirteen again. Thirteen, yeah. So, uh, well, you know. Closer than you. We should make a point. We shouldn't. We need to get like a points thing, like a direct hits worth this many points. I mean, we're, we're getting fucked up by by the ignorant list at this yeah, stage. We don't, you know, we don't want to give them a win at anything. Don't yeah, deserve. but I think a traditional. I think they need to become a tradition though, and um, get their get their picks for next season. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, they'll get a kick out of that. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's it's, it's interesting to you know throw another entity in there. We've had people actually tweet us say, look, you know, we have a competition. People submit their ladder. But yeah. I mean, fuck, that's gonna, that'd be great. But I mean, who's gonna who's gonna judge it? That we would have to actually have like a formula in place, like a direct hits this or one away is this and two away is this. DJ explain. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's not like he's doing fuck all. Yeah, or a Penrith nerd. Yeah, are they? They're not DJ explain level spreadsheeters. No, no, DJ explain. He's, they're like he's, fucking he's the next level of spreadsheet. PlayStation players and, and, and statistics fucking and whatnot. Yeah, Mac mashes. Okay, so we uh, move on. 12th place finishes last season in one of their worst seasons. And it was the uh, once mighty, but no more, Brisbane Broncos. I don't see the Broncos improving much at all. Um, I've got them finishing 14th. 14th? 14th. What have we got there? 16, 15, 14. I've got them finishing 13th. So there we go. We're almost on there. They're in my last bracket, which means they are a team that is contender for the spoon. And I think they'll they'll challenge. I don't hard think for the they'll spoon. get the spoon. I think there's there's enough experience and quality players in there to get past the dragons for sure. It's it's hard to explain to a kid that's six. It's hard to explain to him that when you're putting a list together, it's going to be read out on the number one rugby league podcast on the planet. When you put a list together, that it's going to appear 
and you're putting it out there for the public record, you've got to make sure that you know what you're talking about. Much like I do with my list. Okay. I tried to explain it. He's only six, though. Yeah. He's only six, and he's got the Broncos finishing eighth. He clearly didn't listen. Eighth, though, is like, that's that mindset I appreciate because it's like he's, he realises that they're not the best team in the comp, not by a long stretch, but he's still got that hope that he just wants to slip them into the finals, just get them just in by the skin of their teeth. This, that's the sort of mindset you should be taking with West Tigers predictions. That's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> that's a I, just, I don't even want to tell him. Because Nicklin's like, when, you know, don't forget to let me know how we go, like if we yeah, got any right. Yeah, like, yeah, she doesn't even, did, she, did she even remember the, doing the list? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she did, okay. Because there's a chance for her to say, you don't even know what you're doing. Look, Five, we, I just want to just recap at this point, we're not even, a th- we're not quite a third of the way through. Five teams, they've got two fucking direct hits. <laughs> two direct hits and some that were reasonably close, like they were a couple, two away on the West Tigers. And, uh... Unfucking believable. Dead anyway, set. I think I just might stay here. <laughs> <sighs> These guys are jerks. That is funny though. I mean, I mentioned you know the Broncos got in by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. Fuck me, it was wasn't it? A couple of four and against, and a couple of very favourable decision, favourable losses against the grain in the last round. But uh, let's move along and onward and upwards. Eleventh place last season with the New Zealand Warriors, and uh, I wonder. I'm, we're gonna, I know we're going to be fucking drastically wrong here as well, but uh, let's just see how wrong. It's it all comes down to how they're coached, and I just don't think Matt Elliott's got it in him. Um, I think the Warriors will finish tenth, and um, Nicklin and Jackson don't have many high hopes for the Warriors. They've got them finishing fourteenth. Um, they'll be exciting to watch at times, uh, mm-hmm. but I think when the season gets down to that grind, as I said about the West Tigers, um, I think they might be found wanting. They don't like the grind. They never like the grind. The no. Warriors. The, the Warriors are a far better example of uh, late season momentum than the Tigers ever have been. I mean, you look at the Warriors, like 2011, case in point. Sure. I mean, they rolled their way through. There's not a single game well, they, they should have won. in the past, Nathan. No they one should... remembers what happened in 2011. <laughs> what I'm saying about the Warriors, though, they should they should never have won a game in that end that end run to get all the way to the grand final. I mean, for a real team, you know, put them down, took them behind the back shed, and fucking put a bullet in them like they should, like everyone else should have, like the West Tigers should have, you know, like Lottie should have, you know. Instead of dropping the gun, fumbling it, shooting himself in the head. <laughs> I've got the worries. What he did was, I mean, you have to be a special kind of person to understand Lottie Takiri's style of play. You really do. And what Lottie did that night was 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 nothing short of spectacular. He attempted to pass the ball um, telepathically, and uh, he almost succeeded. It was only that Tim Maltz and fucked it up. <laughs> cost us the game so um, you know if you don't understand if you don't really embrace the lottie you can't comment <laughs> so I've got them at the top of my third bracket which puts them in I guess that makes them ninth boom the fucking one thing Headshot. that annoys me more than my own stinking family getting shit right it's you getting anything right boom ever. finally six in finally got a direct hit sensational good work me and, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the justification was right. I mean, what you were saying earlier about Matt Elliott, I mean, 
You didn't say he was going to get sacked, but I mean, you were foreshadowing the fact he can't coach, which obviously naturally results in uh, in a sacking. <laughs> in a sacking. So yeah, so that that worked out well as well uh, on your part, and uh, it was good to see your family were really fucking wrong, like yeah. probably five places. Back away. to ignorance where we had them. Yeah, they still got those two direct hits, which are really do grind my gears, but uh, they're back to. Um, yeah, back to the pack with that one. Next up were the uh, Penny Panthers, and I can safely say that I'm so fucking wrong uh, because I did not analyse the draw. I did not realise how soft it was. But I, I wonder... <laughs> you are still trolling oh, Penrith fans. Oh, I wonder. Here we are 30-something <laughs> weeks later. I think that this one... I don't know if you're going to get a direct hit from this one. I think I think you probably you underrate... rate the Pennies fairly I, highly. I think you underrate them slightly, though. I don't think you would have gone top four in them, but I guess we'll find out. Oh, yeah, five-year plan. Well, yeah, the hash five-year plan thing is a bit of a wank, but... That's by old people and Jamie Sauer. That'll fucking work a trick. <laughs> five-year plan for bankruptcy. <laughs> five-year plan to get exactly zero people through the fucking turnstiles. I mean, which, you know, let's face it, they're on their way. I mean, they couldn't crack 10, could they? Five-year <laughs> plan to make Penrith Beach with the sand out of Jamie's vagina and the tears of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your cable water ski park. We're making a bitch. <laughs> They're checking a lot of boxes, Penrith. I, I think this might be a, a year too early for them. Um, but they're, they're definitely making, you know, going ahead in leaps and bounds as a club, I think, on and off the field. And it's pretty impressive to watch. Um, I've got the Panthers finishing sixth. Sixth? Mm. And Let's say we're going to do. The Blakeleys have them finishing seventh, so it's one thing we probably weren't far off the mark on. I've got them in my third bracket, which means they're going to be finished from ninth to twelfth, and I've got them in tenth place. They're not going to get into the finals this year. Look in my defence, as I said earlier, if I had have realised how soft their draw was, <laughs> I probably would have said something similar to what you, you know, yourself or, or the family would have said in that sixth or seventh kind of bracket. As it was, though, I, you know, I wasn't in possession of the facts at the time. And, you know, I said what I said. Great year for the Pennies, <laughs> and um, I, I don't really see any reason why it wouldn't continue next season as well. They, uh, they, It's all coming together for them, and, and the five-year plan, which I termed a bit of a wank, is uh, is coming to fruition. So um, top four finish this year, and, and well-deserved. And we'll see what the draw's like next year before we make our predictions. <laughs> next up, ninth place last year, the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, I hope we shit on them badly. Don't have high hopes for the Titans this year. Um, no, me I think neither. They're in for a tough year. Um, Again, it's probably you know only fitting that they have such small crowds because no one is really going to be able to stomach watching this. Um, Snuff films have a very specific <laughs> type of audience and a very small audience, and because because no one wants to see teams just getting absolutely. Raped to death on the field. Um, I'm just looking. Titans finishing fifteenth, actually. I'm looking over your over your shoulder here at this uh, at the the big league. I believe it is the quote I can see. Why do you have to mention I had the big league here? Everyone just thought this cunt's a genius. Well, you've got your notes in front of you too. I mean, you've obviously done your you know you've done your preparation, but. The interesting thing... I like when people think I'm a genius. It doesn't happen often. ...is the big quote at the top in big block of letters. Uh, I believe it's John Cartwright from the picture there that's saying it. I shouldn't attribute it to him. <laughs> him. The quote is, we're good enough to win the comp. And Fucking... that's a true indication of just how delusional the Gold Coast Titans are and they deserve to finish last. And their fan base and their coach who may well be uh, the second most the second uh, off the rank for unemployment this season. Well, they, I think... 
the Neil Henry acquisition was telling. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think that's a that's a plan for the future, and and a plan for no more Cartwright. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I've got the Titans in my third bracket of four, and that makes them nine, ten, eleven. 11th, so a slight decrease on uh, last season. Fair to say, I overrated the Titans. Look, Although, I thought I had it. I did, yeah. I mean, you well, as we were listening to that, you sort of you, you looked at me and you said, I got this, and you're fucking close, you're within one. And uh, you know, I did foreshadow Cardi finally getting the asshole, yeah. But I think well I said picked. he was, a, I think I said he's the second one he off the rank, third, and I, mean, I, think. I think he might have been third, yeah. Maybe even <clears> I'm trying to think with any, any other. Coaches have got arsehole this year. Hardly a rosy future for the Titans, though. No, no, it's only going to get worse there, especially when we're down. While we listen to that, we're also talking about how ridiculous it was to farm off Kelly mm. to England. I mean, it's not Brent Morris ridiculous, but I mean, it's fucking ballpark it's because let's face it, they, off, don't, yeah. they don't have a Brent Morris up there. No. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, Kelly's about as good as it gets. So, anyway, we're in the top eight now, the top eight of 2012, anyway. Sorry, 2013. North Queensland Cowboys finished eighth. Let's see where we've got them. This year, I'm predicting both of our behalves will overrate them. I'm not really rating them this year. And it's probably because of the Robert Louis factor. I want to see them do bad. Yep. I don't want to see them win. Yep. And that's harsh because I'm a massive Thurston fan, but um, I just I just can't see Robert Louis be successful. I, I don't want it. I can't have it. Um, Hopefully the universe won't permit it. Hopefully the planets align and uh, he never wins anything for the rest of his life. Not even $2 on a scratchy. Meat uh, tray. Not even a None meat tray. No meat trays at the Cowboys Leagues Club. They'd be handing those out there, wouldn't they? You think so? Country town. Yeah. Meat trays would be fucking... It'd be good quality meat well, up there too, wouldn't it? They wouldn't do the meat tray thing though because they just assumed... I mean, like, no one would enter because, I mean, everyone's got like a fucking cow or two in their yard up there, don't they? Well, the people ride cows at schools in North Queensland, don't they? Exactly. You just fucking carve on a fucking Bessie then. You see fucking yeah, hair hops complaining the kids are late because the cow had to take a shit on the way to school. <laughs> don't fuck around with taking a shit. Man, I've got the children's future <laughs> in my hands and I'm waiting on a cow to take a dump. It's not fair. This Kimble's is very interesting. What are you actually... Hastily worded email. What do you actually have them then? In, in the, Ninth. And what about the other... What about your family? Uh, tenth. Wow. So, yeah, no one in the Blakely family rates the Cowboys, and that's just the way I like it. Look, I don't, I don't rate them, but I've got them finishing in the top four in my first oh, bracket. Fuck, you don't rate them, but they're, you know they're going to finish in the top four. What are you high? I'm saying I, like I loathe them, <laughs> and I don't want them to do so well. But I see them, I see them uh, penetrating Look. into the top four. Close. Remember when I said like you have this this hatred for teams, yeah. like South and Dogs and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't all that long ago. I'm sure it was this year where I said I, I don't really, I don't really have a hatred. But if if I had one club that I never want to see win anything, yeah, it's it's the North Queensland Cowboys. And it only is it just it, a Louis thing or is it actually more to this? No, it's this this whole conspiracy fucking thing yeah, now. Well, and they really ramped that up again, didn't they? Yeah, I just I just realised this year this year my distaste for I I love Thurston and. Mm. I'd really like to see him win something. Yeah. And win a premiership. Yeah. But if if it ha- if he's going to stay at the Cowboys, then so be it. Imagine I don't want to was, see. I don't want to see them ever win. Imagine he was rumored. He was rumored to be signed with Penrith. Yeah. Imagine if he had signed with Penrith. He might have won a fucking comp this year. Exactly. 
Exactly. You know, soft draw combined with his, you know, <laughs> surplus, you just, of, you just surplus of ability. You are over, flogging that over, over Peter Wallace. I mean, like, you know, Thurston and Wallace is like, fuck. Yeah. You know, sure. Gigantic golf. Uh, seventh last year, Newcastle Knights. I cannot, for the life of me, imagine that we would have allowed them to, you know, or predicted them to be in the eight this season. But, uh, you know, we haven't been great so far, so let's uh, figure it out. I think they'll have a successful season, but I, I still think they're going to finish seventh. Um, I have them finishing eighth. And so it's, it's, they're a side like, you know, you look at the age and everything in the side and just think, how the fuck can they do any good? But then when you, you know, you're benchmarking against all the other teams, you know, oh, you know, they, I can't put them, you know, I can't put them below any of the teams that I've got sitting below them at the moment. So, you know, I have to, I have to give them a spot in the eighth. So it's going to be eighth. Yep. And the uh, rest of the Blakely say sixth. So six, seven, eight. I would like, if I may, to disregard what those two fucking idiots, past Nate and past Glenn, were saying, <laughs> and I focus on the fact that your family were more incorrect than we were by yes. calling them sixth. I, I, I second that theory, and jeez, uh, we, we, we must have taken a cuff, couple of puffs from the Wayne Bennett crackpot. We started. We started. I mean, I knew it was. I thought that we might have got it not exactly right, but we might have got him in that 9, 10, 11, 12 bracket. But then the way we started talking about, oh, experience and another year under better and all. Oh, Shut up. I knew it was going to be bad, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I put him in eighth. I mean, but that still was fucking very, very, very wrong. Next, the uh, sixth place team last year, Canterbury at Bankstown Bulldogs. Well, uh, as far as they finished on the table, mm. I, th- I think we're in with a fucking shot. To be honest, mm. well, but then again, I've got you know, I've got a lot of hate for the doggies, no, so I I'll probably I drop them out. I of think the I'll put the dogs up there. Okay. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out. F- I'm finding it hard to get too much of a read on the Bulldogs. Um, yeah. Their nines form didn't do much for me. Neither did their. They're atrocious. One of the worst sides in the entire nines. Um, jerseys, god awful. Fucking appalling. Stevie Wonder looked at that jersey and just about fucking gouged his eyes out. <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> Um, to get it over the top of your opponents, especially late in the season, I think the Bulldogs might come unstuck and, and they'll finish 12th. 12th? And what do your family say about that? They have the Bulldogs in 13th. Okay. I have them finishing uh, inside of the eight, in uh, in the bottom of the bottom half of the eight, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, potentially as high as 7th. I'm the... I'll take the second direct hit and now I'm tied up with uh, the, the list of ignorance. Um, <laughs> I but, can't wait to tell uh, Nicklin that's what you're calling it. But um, the funny thing is we were calling it such an ignorant list before we even started and then they fucking shot out to a 2 lead. lead. <laughs> yeah. I've, clawed, I've clawed it back for Team for team 12, but um, I'm, I'm ashamed of past, past Nate rating the, the Bulldogs so highly. And uh, and uh, although I will take I will take the, the, the direct hit, um, yeah, no, Um disgusted in myself and uh, I, I wish I had have had uh, more along your line of thinking uh, next one uh, fifth place Cronulla Sutherland Sharks unbelievable surely we slammed them unbelievable that we didn't fucking smash them down into the spoon in retrospect given how absolutely atrocious they were my bottom four I've already revealed it uh, in the in the previous teams we've spoken about so I know that I've got them in the 9 to 12 bracket somewhere <laughs> probably put them in the fucking 8 but I guess we'll find out I must admit, I, I do rate the Sharks um, in, in a lot of areas. There's one area 
They still have Jeff, Rob, Jeff Robson at halfback, which is a concern. Um, they got rid of Pomeroy, but they've signed Blake Ashford, and Jonathan Wright is the other centre, I think. Yeah. I, and I said it last year that they were probably a strike centre away, and, um, you know, I guess that's probably part of the reason why their fan base was so keen to to have Blake Ferguson re- return to the fold after everything. Wasn't that funny, though, the way that, oh. like, yeah. A, f- a fan base that should have been the last fan base to welcome him back. They started wanting it. Wanting success over their di- own dignity. Yeah. It's just terrible how far the Sharkies have fallen in their fan base. What do you mean, fallen? Well, I mean, the, the, the club Where is... Where did they uh, fall from that the, yeah. time they won something? No, the club... No, no, I mean the fan base. Right. I... I want to say the Sharkies are, are going to be really good. Um, I just... that And, and I... I have them finishing quite high um, in fifth spot, but I just think their attack might be found a little bit wanting with uh, Ashford and Jonathan Wright in the centres. Yeah, I've got them finishing sixth, so slight, it's, slight dip know, on that. It's pretty obvious that the Sharks are trying. They're trying their damnedest. That's fucking embarrassing. That's That's disgusting. What the I've, fuck were we thinking? I've never been more disappointed in two people than I am in us right now. <sighs> I, and like, you know, like hind, we, hindsight's we, 20 We had yeah, more faith in them, in the Sharks, than Sharks fans did. What the fuck? <sighs> Clearly we were still coming down from the Wayne Bennett crackpot. I, the, 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 the Newcastle thing and the Cronulla thing. Absolutely missed the. It makes me it. want to pull the pin on this show right now yeah, and just know. walk out. It's just look, we we made some pretty pretty bad fucking calls in our times, but those two there. those two that Cronulla one has to be fun. What the? I don't even understand how Cronulla got so high in in 2013. Now, I'm just I'm just disgusted. I'm just so, I'm just ashamed. I apologise sincerely to all involved fourth place last year Mighty Manly Seagulls let's see well I mean no doubt I picked them to win the premiership but uh, let's see what else I had to say and uh, and Glenn no doubt I guarantee that you're going to fucking drop them down too because I know I, I can hear your voice what, you, what you're going to say I do it every year my prediction is without listening to it again you're going to be like a you know ageing team blah 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 you know, that sort of thing let's see what happens though skillful geniuses gigantic streak in the finals and uh, you know same again, really. So, is that all you got to say about Manly? Fucking, I thought you would have waxed lyrical a little bit. Long. Look, look. I mean, what what is there to say that hasn't already been said in the legends, you know, and and the tales passed down from generation to generation? Just never, never say die. You know, band of skillful geniuses, Cherry Evans. It, 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 tremendous form through the carried through the final series last year. Then he took it up another level, you know, in the World Cup, and you know, pretty much he's he's pretty much going to retire Jonathan Thurston at representative level before too long, and or Cooper Cronk, probably both of them, because he can do it all. I mean, he he, just, he could make he he's going to be in his own halves combination. Exactly, I mean, Cherry and Evans in the halves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. You know, Foreign was terrific as well. I mean, you know, they've just got you know fantastic players. I mean, there's you know, there's been something said about their their front their front row. I mean, they lost George Rose. 
a fucking lazy, a lazy player who, who's done nothing for nobody <laughs> except for being a cool guy and you know a, a fun guy, you know, a funny dude. You know, um, Brent Kite, obviously he's old, and you know Penrith are going to see that as he becomes more brittle over the next couple of seasons. Jason uh, King, what are your thoughts on him? Don't worry, yeah. you've already told us. <laughs> Retire him. He's, <laughs> he's he's taking up salary cap. He's taking up salary cap money. I mean, and the the, the thing is, I mean, we got Liggy Sow who's like. Uh, the the under twenties, you know, best prop there uh, two seasons ago. He got a taste of first grade last year. He'll kick on bigger. Josh Starling that we uh, we grabbed from the Souths uh, in the off season. He he would have started every game at prop for for the Rabbitohs last season if he was a fucking Englishman named Burgess. But the fact is, you know, Russell Crowe wanted his fucking fairy tale and you know four dickheads on the field at the same time. You know, which I mean, Souths, you know, they've been Jeez, doing that's it for harsh on the Burgess family. Oh fuck, we didn't even talk about Sam, did we? No, he's going to have a bath or something, isn't he? Sammy Bill Burgess. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at him tearing the heart out of the rabbit eyes after just when they they, they they got pumped up again. You know, it felt like they were saying they had something to live for and then they pump him up. But that's beside the point. Manly got props. The back line is just, you know, tremendous. Plus, they've got, you know, Hiku can just slot in in any position and be an absolute genius. Fuck, I hope he plays the whole season in reserve grade. You're going to struggle with that one because he's playing first game in the wing. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. I can safely say he's actually... There's no one to be admitted there anywhere. No, <laughs> no. no. Uh, Tubes, is, Tubes is all over it this time. I think he's pretty much named 17 players. It's tremendous. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, and then and they've, uh, you know, they've got a habit of getting players from other sides, you know, underappreciated players and turning them to legends. And, uh, you know, I, I predicted that, you know, the same thing's going to happen for uh, Dunamis Louis from uh, the Broncos. And uh, I think he's going to turn into a great player as well. Um, and he's so, yeah. just George Rose with a shit surname. So I think I think that um, what we're basically looking at with Manly is uh, is more of the same. They're going to certainly finish in the top four. Can they win it? Of course they can win it. I mean, let's say that they can win it every year. And it's and I, I really need to. I can't stress enough what a pleasure it is to follow a side where literally you go into every game expecting to win and you go into every season expecting to finish the, the, the top four and expecting to win the premiership so I do that every year too what the fuck are you talking no, about no the difference is I've actually I've actually I mean it I'm not just trolling people on a podcast I'm not trolling anyone mate <laughs> I go into it and every time Nicola every fucking Saturday Saturday night or Sunday afternoon I'll put my jersey on and I'll go and she's like are you doing it again like when are you gonna when are you gonna realise when are you gonna I'm like you're not fucking serious. You're trolling. I'm like, you're just the fuck out of my house. Is what I'm saying. Who <laughs> you? Not my mother. You're the boss of me. So yeah, Manly in the first bracket. She's a pregnant woman. She's not in the right mind. No, Manly in the in the first bracket. Um, yeah, traditionally we don't win minor premierships, so I'm not going to have the fucking you know the the hubris to say that they're going to finish first. But they're certainly going to finish in top four. And in the, the day when it comes to raising a trophy, of course they're going to win. I think Manly will finish eighth. Um, <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, the uncertainty over Glenn Stewart uh, could pose a problem for him if uh, if he so- has to sign somewhere else at some point during the season will have a serious effect on his uh, brother who, you know, they're still attached to the hip. Um, oh, well, we'll just have to put Hiku in then. Once again, great pick. Look. Do you see the way, the, 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 the realistic way I approached, I approached it and said, look, you know, Manly don't win minor premierships. They're not going to win a minor premiership. Uh, get him in that in that, that top bracket there. 
pretty much called the way it happened, except for the, except you know who was to know that the injury the injury crossed so it hit us right at the wrong side of the wrong time of the season to stop our unstoppable roll towards another premiership. But uh, it stopped your unstoppable roll. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was that one thing that could stop an unstoppable <laughs> roll. <laughs> but you know. Great season, great season. You almost got the fucking Glenn Stewart thing too. You thought it was going to affect Brett Stewart, but you know he was someone who actually had one of his better years. He did uh, have best a good year in a long time. It didn't affect him. Did it affect that old mate Chalk though? But um, eighth, what the fuck are you thinking? Oh, it's, it's I mean, like, me trying to wish yeah harm upon you and Manly and every single one of their fans. Yeah, that's, that's, basically, that's what I do. But you don't have the mental power to do so. Like you know, I'm mean, Tigers in decline. No. I mean, I made that happen. I'm not a, just through sheer force of will. Nathan, this may come as a revelation to you, but I'm not a smart man. <laughs> now, uh, let's see what happened next with uh, the old Melbourne Storm. Finished third in 2013, and I'm going to be fairly certain that we'll uh, we might overrate them. They'll have a very, very strong season. I'm still, I'm, I'm counting on uh, Smith signing for the Broncos, and I think just you know, with, it seems like they they lose players you know every year, and they keep the you know the big three in quotes, but this it just feels like they're losing even more and gaining even less, and so I think that they're slowly getting to the point where they're going to lose some of the big players. Like Smith, for example, like a Marky. I mean, obviously Cronk's going to stick around. Slater, well, I don't know how many more years left he has to serve. But if, you know, one of them was to, to blink and go to another club, like Smith, I think, will, then, uh, you know, it's the beginning of the end, and I've got them finishing fifth. So top of the second bracket for me. Okay, two it's to go. interesting... So from what we, what we listened to, we listened through twice... What we said there, and you didn't actually put a number on the storm. Oh, I, I think I said close. solid, but by solid I meant finish sixth. So direct hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we'll see what happens if we do the whole list from one to sixteen at the end, and see, yeah, see how. It, are you sure? Oh, okay, well, well, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, uh, second place, the Rabbitohs last year. Let's see what happens uh, this time. I imagine that. Uh, oh. Fuck, I'll probably underrate him. Well, we both, yeah, we know who we both picked to win the comp, so it's not that. So uh, I guess we'll see. Same again. I think they'll finish second. Um, I wonder. I wonder what impact the Burgess factor and and the fact that he has signed with English Rugby Rugby Union um, is going to have on them. I, I still think, um, much like the Storm, just on a different scale. I think that you know they're well coached, well drilled. Uh, really strong halfback. This is a season the wind gets knocked out of the Rabbitohs. They're still going to finish in the top four, but I don't expect them to be a serious challenger. Interesting take. At, when it all comes down, you know, at the end of the season, when we're talking about, you know, when we're playing for grand finals, mm. I once again expect them to be, uh, you know, psychologically defeated. This bracket system really is is, uh, is really annoying because uh, <laughs> I could have hit myself with uh, I, I could have got some uh, some more direct hits unfortunately because uh, I think what I was implying was uh, either third or fourth for the rabbits, but um, yeah, fuck it. And uh, what did you say? Same same again? Did you say second again? Yeah, I said second. Second again. So, so yeah. Not much good there, and obviously, yeah, we're both well away on the uh, on the, the matter of the premiership. Uh, let's look at the first team last year, Sydney Roosters, and uh, let's see what we said this year. 
back to Nicklin and Jackson's list. Their top oh, three is much the same as mine, or exactly the same as mine. Um, Roosters first, Rabbit second, Storm third. Um, I just think the Roosters are too good. I think they're... they're yeah, I've got them finishing second. But you knew all about that anyway. So, your family list was exactly the same, right, for the top three? Yes. Well, I've got my first bracket there. I just put Manly there because, you know, Manly... But you never actually said who was going to win the comp. No, Manly going to win the comp, yeah. Manly no, no, win the comp. sorry. You, you mean the minor premiership? Yeah, see, you, it's you out of that second, first bracket. You said a third, you said, but yeah, you never actually said first. Yeah, out of this bracket, Manly Roosters, Cowboys, South. That's my top four bracket. The minor premier is going to come from there. I think it's more likely to come from Manly the Roosters because I do think South... Are, I, I'm actually pretty set on South finishing fourth. But, uh, so Manly or the Roosters. And you know what? The grand final could be the same again too. So sometimes when you're Nostradamus and you're looking in the crystal ball and it's a bit cloudy and you can't quite get the, 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 the clear focus on the details, but sometimes you just say, look, I think the minor premiership's going to come out of Manly and the, and the Chooks. And that's because the sands of time and, and space are cloudy. And it's trying to tell you, I mean, it's trying to tell me, the universe is trying to tell me they're going to tie on top of the ladder. But I couldn't interpret that at the time. I just, you know, I was tired. I wasn't seeing it properly. <laughs> wow. But yeah, next up, we had, uh, I mean, it was consensus on that fact anyway. I mean, we were all got quite similar at the top, except, uh, you know, you uh, overrated the, the Storm a touch, and um, I guess I overrated the Cowboys a little bit as well. But um, very similar otherwise. Now... Oh, actually, no, you didn't have Manly anywhere in the top four either, so fuck yourself. Um, the revelation of the season. Well, how were we to know? How were we to know the phenomenon that was going to be one uh, Danny Tequila? We were, it's, it crept up on us. And well, it, 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 it really it, struck us. It, and it, 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 unexpectedly. It snuck and up and, and, and bounced up on us. And, <sighs> and I was jubilant. Amazing. I was what euphoric. a lady. What a lady. Rifle revelation season. Whatever we say next is going to be ridiculous. I'm sure yours is going to be Luke's Brook related, Brooks related, maybe hot sauce related. Um, fucking, I've got no idea what I said, but it's clearly going to be ridiculous. But uh, here goes anyway. Maybe it's going to be Luke Brooks. It's an excellent question, Nathan. It's one off pondered. <laughs> it's going to be hot sauce or Luke Brooks. But I said hot sauce last year, so that can't count, can it? And you got injured. Well, why am I here, Nathan? Why, you know, if you want to put such a poor impersonation on me together, <laughs> why the fuck do I bother driving all this way and sitting here um, next to someone that I really just want to fucking stab multiple times? Tell me not, chopping tell, them up and putting them in my freezer. Tell me online. And feeding you to my dog. Tell me online. Go on. Give me a revelation that's not one of those two I names. Just, you know, you, you mock it, but Luke Brooks taking a team that finished second last last season. Um, you know, I've got to admit, I'm absolutely struggling with the, the call on the revelation for this season because there's no boom rookie manly players to come and bestow it upon. you're all fucking too old. Oh, Cherry Evans, could he be the revelation again? Say he won the Dalian, would that make him the revelation? No. Oh, I think it probably would. 
I mean, cause I think we're going to have a, a revelatory season. I would, you know, I'd almost like to name the the Manly Seagulls as the revelation of 2014 season. Too old, not enough props. They said, minor premiership, premiership double. Sack one of our props, you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, he'll get a premiership on the way out. Um, throw That's it to the. Same thing about Brett Cott. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Cott's not going to get nothing. He's going to payday. That's it. <laughs> So, as expected, both of us are completely fucking ridiculously wrong. And, uh, you know, a couple of direct hits, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, and, it's... Uh, um, wasn't a decisive... What did I, I finish with one or two direct hits? I think, you got, sure. I think you got the one. You got the roosters there on number one, I'd say. Is that it? Yeah, I fucking cruel myself by not assigning some definite numbers to things. Uh, I won't make that mistake next year, because I probably would have got six otherwise, I'd say. Or four, maybe. But... I'm just glad we didn't lose. Or did we lose? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it. I think it finished a well a tie between let's, you let's, and let's call it, those Gronks. Let's, let's call it a tie, and uh, you know, let's hope we uh, move on and have we have better results. You know, revelatory results like I had in 2011, where I just swept it. But uh, let's, yeah, if you keep calling your team to win the premiership and they win, you're pretty much uh, loving life when it comes to the hits and misses episode. But uh, that was it for 2014 uh, hits and misses. And, um, geez, let's hope we can get better next year. And that is the final, that's well, it's full time for episode 177, full time for season 2014. And was it 50 years we've done? Season five, season five, fuck, yeah, that's a long time. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter and no doubt we'll be active over the off-season at TWI League and Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So make sure you you know you hit the like button, spread the word over Christmas. Hey, throw us a like for Christmas, get all your family when you're over at Christmas having your Christmas dinner and shit, you know, get on their computer and just fucking fire up Facebook <laughs> and just, you know, they'll be logged in and, you know, follow them on Twitter, maybe you know, sign them up a Twitter account, follow us, all that good shit. Um, no new iTunes reviews this week but we've got one uh, and this one came into my email via the, the website it was a comment on the website it was, I believe it was um, episode 175 this one was a comment uh, for wow I've listened to many NRL podcasts but none is as annoying as this one <laughs> cannot stand the choice of language pseudo intelligence and so called wit not sure how popular this podcast is but I definitely won't be listening again and will not recommend any NRL fan listen to this tripe now Finishing the season with a bang, when aren't you, we? When, you're, when you go on iTunes and leave a review, unless you use your same username across everything you log into on the, on the internet, it's very hard to find out details about you. However, when you know, through the Discuss um, you know, message board, uh, sorry, uh, commenting system, I see your email address that, you, that you've commented on. So, so my dear, uh, a, uh, I, I, believe, I would say she would be a late 20 to early 30s uh, lady who, uh, who works uh, in the medical without mentioning her employer who's listed clearly clearly on her Google Plus profile uh, attached to her Gmail address that she used. You know, I'm not going to name you, Tanya. I'm not going to say your last name. Thanks for listening. Um, you know, I, 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 I apologise for the, 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 the choice of, of language, you, you pseudo-intelligent cunt. Um, go fuck yourself. Thanks for the one download. And uh, looking at, you, you know going through your, your your LinkedIn and things like that, I've just got to say, you're not our, you're not our demographic target audience. I'm, I apologize. 
you're probably you're probably not the demographic target or target audience for any NRL podcast. I'm going to say. And uh, I just Merry Christmas. Go fuck yourself. I just wonder what sort of a miserable cunt yeah. it would have to be. And you know, she's not alone. Let's put it that way. Well, no. But I mean, these guys you, are trying to farm their wives out on the internet to get gang banged by. Cunts. No, exactly. There's those you sort know. of people. And then there's these sort of people. She's going to marry one of these charmers. Quite possibly. <laughs> you never know. They would be peas in a pod. Yeah. But you, you look at something, you, you know, you look at a piece of art or you listen to a podcast or you fucking watch a, a TV or a program or a movie or something and it's not to your taste. You say, yeah. that's not to my taste. Just going to pop that off. Not going to go back to it. Fair enough. They can go on their merry way. I'm going to go on mine. Doing every the whatever the fuck it is that you do with your miserable cunt of a life. Mm. But no, you've got to take the time out of your miserable. Cunt Sign of up life. for disgust if you haven't already. Would you probably haven't? Let's be real. Get amongst it and leave a cunty message. Yeah. Saying shit like that. I, I just I just don't get. People's, and I'm not singling this particular miserable kind of a human out. Yeah. But it's it's people like that. Yeah. If you don't like something, that's fine. You know what? I don't care. Yep. But why do you feel compelled to say shit like that? Yeah. You know, I just it's I just it's it's a, it's, a, it's a superiority thing where they you know you know there 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 are people on pseudo intelligence. What the fuck do you know about me to say? Pseudo intelligence. This the the, the thing. And is when this, we're talking about footy, this is the type of person. Come the fuck on, you this, idiot. This is the type of person that would mouth off on Twitter nonstop about somebody, and then go to the grand final, and then when that person stands in front of them, arms crossed, smiling at them because because they know that this person's team just lost the grand final. The cunt of a fucking human is so turns ghastly white like they've seen a ghost and finds a way not to make eye contact for the entire 20 metres leading up to that person and finding a way to sort of walk in a straight line but somehow take a wide berth around said person and his, and his co-host potentially if that person was a podcast host. <laughs> I just... Fucking... Just, just, just weak, weak, weak cunts you know, like that. There's plenty of, plenty of people on this earth. There's plenty of fucking activities... TV programs, podcasts, music, whatever the fuck it is that I don't like because mm-hmm. it's not to my taste. You know who's, what? Who's got the hours in the day to go there and fucking like... You know what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't like that. I'm going to move on to the next thing because I've got positive shit to do with my life and my family and all the other stuff that I have going on. Those people can go and do what they're enjoying doing. And I'm going to choose... You know what? I'm going to make a choice not to be a fucking miserable cunt to yep. those people. Yep, you, you and you, you really And that is the difference. You don't like and you, you really yeah. Sometimes you take the you, t- you take the negative reviews hard. I do, and I do take it a little bit personally. But when people say stupid shit like pseudo intelligence, like who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. What the fuck do you know about me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I know, and, and I know, So thank you for listening to the show. An anonymous reviewer whose name I won't mention. I know who you are, and I've got your email address, and I'll probably I'll Look, while I'm editing the show and listening back to this episode, I'll probably fucking sign it up to every fucking spam mailing list and porn <laughs> fucking site subscription and dating site that I can think of. You've got more energy head. for that shit. I just... Yeah, see... I just wonder what sort of a miserable person 
that person is in their day-to-day life. And, you know, if you encounter that person, then I fucking feel sorry for you. It sounds like no, no, no NRL podcast is as annoying as this one. So it sounds like, you know, this person has been annoyed by an NRL podcast in the past. <laughs> Footy's probably not for you. Yeah. Go to the opera or something, you twit. Um, now, we've still got a couple of Revelation shirts. Uh, still got a couple of Tigers and Decline shirts. Uh, get those while you can. Uh, one in a row shirts. If you want like a big-ass 91 for your missus, uh, hit me up. Yeah, uh, reduce the price on those. Um, <laughs> There has been some demand for the for regular person sizes though, and so I'm thinking of restocking some of the smaller sizes for Christmas and perhaps adding some kids sizes for the one in a row thing. So if that's something you might be interested in, please uh, tweet me or Facebook us or do something just to let you know the interest uh, so I can gauge it because there is a minimum I'm going to have to get and uh, it's not a great deal though. So I mean, any amount of interest will probably get them over the line. So just let us know. Um, what else? Um, shout out to Jason who during the live show, uh, pulled the trigger and got one of the final three memberships. We've got two memberships left. Uh, you've still got a choice of shirt pretty much uh, as long as uh, you fit XL. And, um, and, and and larger sizes, like, you know, big sizes. So so uh, two of those left. Uh, let's get rid of those. And um, just a shout out to, to Ben, uh, at On A Blood Buzz on Twitter. On the live show, when I sort of said that we were reducing the price of the remaining massive one in a row shirts for the larger sizes that remain, he's bought one put the mailing address uh, to Mal Meninga, care of QRL and the address of the Queensland Rugby League. So I sort of said, you know, that's, that's fucking hilarious. And he said, look, you know, it's worth 20 bucks for me to fucking do that. So great. So I've sent Good it. Effort. So Mal's got one. You know, what he, done, what he does with it, you know, who am I to say? He probably sleeps in it and fucking cries himself to sleep every night as he should. Um, what else? Some stuff to come out of the listener survey. The most supported club by our listeners no surprise there. Manly, 16.5%. Broncos, 10.68%. Souths, 8.25%. Tigers, 7.77%. So they are represented. The least supported club by our listeners. Titans. Cowboys, 0.97%. Just ham hocks. And yep. fucking Josh Hannah. Josh Hannah's cut cousin, yeah. <laughs> and um, the winner of the 2015 membership based on the you know the people who put in the feedback for us and uh, we had a lot of feedback this year a lot of people went all the way through and not just voted for the toolies but did the feedback as well and the winner um, it's a current member he's getting upgraded for free next year Rowan Edwards who's uh, Eddie NZ on Twitter I believe congratulations sir you win a 2015 membership so, he's a handsome man and he's about to get a whole lot more handsome exactly so um, I think that is about it signing off 2014 yeah, well, we will be active, obviously, on our personal Twitter accounts and uh, this week in League One. You know, no doubt people will send us shit and we'll uh, retweet it and reply and get into it as we always do. But uh, as far as the show is concerned, that's it for this year. Have a great Christmas. We'll be hitting the, we'll be hitting the sand dunes. Yep. Big off season head. Big off season, and you know, you know, you know, we want we want to add some muscle. You know, drop some fat over the over the off season. Oh, look! By the time the off season's done, I'll be a condom full of walnuts yet again. Exactly. Ready for another big year. Second, like a, like a, like, 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 if Liam Fulton had a, had a kid with fucking Hino. Jesus. <laughs> a bald little fucking condom full of all that. Excellent. I'm not going <laughs> to be sleeping with, tonight. Except without the brain damage of, <laughs> of Liam Fulton. Well, that's the Well, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, old pseudo-intelligence. I was educated at Campbelltown High School. Maybe that's what pseudo-intelligence refers to. Well. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> see but, you next year. See you next year.